Page down. Default tab. Leave in menu bar. Write an SMS to plus one three. Alt tab. Skype trademark tab. Online tab. Walden view tab. Search edit. Search. Walden. Barbara Smith set. John Wilder. Tommy Cook. Louis Eric. Dix David. Stuart Cat. Patricia from Unread Messages. Larry Gass. John Gass. Bill Brad. Bill Enter. Bill Brad. Holiday.
Never eaten better, huh? Merry Christmas, everybody! Saturday night, December 24. You're 2016, I'm Walden Hughes. Talk to Patricia, she'll join us after we do our traditional stuff that we love to do. We normally do it at midnight Eastern time, but we're about 30 minutes late. Mom and I went to church. We had Christmas Eve dinner. Stuff like that there. But we're going to say our prayer first. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful Christmas season. Bless all our listeners. Bless the uh, people who enjoy what we do. Look after the needy, the poor, the hungry. Thank you for, for allowing us to celebrate your birth, Lord. Thank you for dying for our sin, and we ask that in Jesus Christ's name, amen. All right, we, you, if you've been with me for all these years, you know what it is, Christmas Eve, or Christmas Day at midnight, we always play this.
And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of David and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem was with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And now Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. But when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. And when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, 
for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And that's our traditional Mike Candy reading the Christmas story. So let's get Patricia now. Jaws Professional, Bill Bragg, Alt-Tab, Skype, Trade-Tab, Online-Tab, Walton-Hit-Tab, Search-Edit, Active-Favorite, Walton-Hook, Barbara Smith-Cell, Applications, Contact-Send, Invite-A-Grantor, Leaving Menus, Contacts-List-Box, Barbara Smith-Cell, Phone-Number-Favorite, 3 of 268, Barbara Smith-Cell, Bill Bragg. You think that it's gonna work? Is it gonna work? Will it work? Hello? It, is that you? Barbara? I'm here. There, Patricia. And that's Barbara, half asleep. <laughs> Fully asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are you all? I'm fine. Merry Christmas, Barbara. Merry Christmas to you, too. You know? Um, I, I think Patricia is on the other end, but uh, I'll put, I'll let her take over, and if I may, in a few minutes, um, Wish everybody a happy birthday. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, good gravy. Good, yeah, good gravy. It'll be about 90 minutes. We got some surprises. So that gives you a chance to take a shower and wake up fully, Barbara. Sounds good, Walden. <laughs> Thank you. I'll wake you up five minutes before, okay? <laughs> Okie doke. All righty. Bye-bye. Does she snore? Oh, my. Hmm? Does she snore? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. No. That's good. Merry Christmas, Patricia. Oh, Merry Christmas, Walden. I'm here. <laughs> Not by my hands, mind you. I did everything from overshoot the runway by 40 miles and run off the road. Well, you don't do anything small. This is true, and and everything was my fault. Oh, it sounds like Except we got their turn off. Hmm? Sounds like we have some stories to tell. That's good. Oh, you broadcast this. Well, why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so now everybody knows I'm a doofus. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. You're, you're the most adorable goofus we have, so yeah, it's okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> An adorable doofus. I'll, I'll carry that into the new year. That's a pretty good That's one. That's a nice one. That's a nice oh one. Oh, my. Oh, my. What a doofus. Well, you want to... Okay, you, so you, now everybody knows I messed up. That, no, they don't, because we don't know the full story yet, you know, so we got to find out, you know? Oh, you, you just had it. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so let me call myself, then I'll go. Th okay. Then I'll go listen. To, I'll go look for mom. Okay. Tab, we are going to have options, Walden's tab, mom. Settings, button, tab, IIM, tab, Barbara Smith, tab, Bill Brad, tab, turn on video, tab, tab, they are button, brother and tab, sister. Dial, pad, button, space, All one, in button. the family, and she just Seven, had an opportunity one. to say her side of all the stories. <laughs> it was fun. He is a Nebraska person, of course, and so is his mom. And Walden roots for Nebraska all the time. 
and we're going to have a lot of fun. I mean, really, it's it's a fun show tonight. We're a little bit late starting, um, and Walden gave us a heads up on that. But it's going to be worth the wait. Cross my little heart. I'm I'm waiting for Walden, and he will be back. He said he would anyway. Um, wouldn't be of much value to have me by myself because he's got all the buttons. Why don't we do this? I'll play I'll, I'll play a little music that way you don't have to. Do boop, 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 boop. How about that? That way, it gives me a chance. Oh, okay. I beg your pardon, sir. Oh. I have been whoop whooping very well. <laughs> well, you want to woof woof, or you want me to play a little bit of music? <laughs> Up to you. I'll play a little bit of music. I don't do well by myself. I, I need you. Okay. There we go. We're going to go get my mama. Like to have all the buttons in the family, you know. I, I just, I'm just totally dangerous with that. He's dangerous with many things. <laughs> <laughs> At least if you restrict your talents to a single item. That is true. Well, I like to mm-hmm. just, I like to introduce the audience to somebody who known me all my life, Patricia. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and hello, Mom. Welcome Hi. to the show. How are you? Good morning. Well, actually, it's still evening for us, isn't it, Mom? Yes, it is. Oh, well, Merry Christmas and stuff like that, too. You too. It's been a long time since I've seen Merry Christmas from me, too. Yes, Patricia. How are you? I'm good. I actually answered your email tonight, and I gave you a very thoughtful commentary. And my email has been fierce today, so. Uh, I don't know where it went. It didn't go to you. It was really an interesting book, but I I was at loss when they mentioned the various scandals because, of course, when he wrote the book, uh, he assumed everyone knew what he was talking about. Cause there was of course. Cur- of course. You know, so, so it's, it's yes. something that you would have to we, we are talking about a book that was published originally in 1912. It's called Through Five Administrations. By Colonel Cook. What was his first name? Do you remember, Sandy? Uh, I've forgotten, but is it William? I'm doesn't uh, mad. It, it might have been. Yeah. It, you could pick any name, and I'd say, oh, sure, that's <laughs> it. 
um, in any event, he put his memoirs or recollections, they're not actually memoirs, but his recollections about um, five presidents, starting with Abraham Lincoln, and he had a wonderful relationship with the Lincolns. So it was an interesting read. I, uh, I My confession is that I'm rereading General Grant because I wasn't paying close enough attention, and then I'll get to the last two. But it, it's really been a, a joy to read from a historic standpoint. Well, it was interesting to hear what he had to say about uh, General Grant because uh, what I've read, he was pretty much accused of being uh, a drunkard, and uh, mm-hmm. Colonel Cook didn't feel that way at all. No, Colonel no, he Cook. did not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. I enjoyed reading it. But he did start uh, out as a bodyguard, you know, to uh, Lincoln. And yes. Later he became a clerk then to all these other mm-hmm. people. And it was just a remarkable history that he had, and he tied it all together with information about the various presidents he served. And the president's wives, too, and family. Yes, yes, and the family time. That was one of my notes to you, was that it was such a joy for me to learn from a person who had been part of the family, and, in, 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 you know, I'm, of course, stretching the, the metaphor a little bit, but he, he might as well have been considered part of the family for the contacts and work that he did. And the joy for me was to read about when, what went on with the families inside the White House. We're not normally privileged to have that put in front of us, so it, it was really good. Right. I was uh, particularly interested in his son, Tad. Evidently, there must have been a um, some kind of disability with Tad. It sounded like that, yes. So, I was... He, he managed to to move through it extremely well. Uh-huh. Right. He, he compensated all the way down the line. So. Right. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Did you listen to the interview with your brother? Uh, I heard I heard it uh, shortly after you did it on online, and of course, okay. Uh, um, it 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 was good that Walden did it because uh, he's kind of a hard man to catch and a hard man to interview. Mm-hmm. Well, he he was just as gracious as anybody we've ever had, so it it was fun for me too to be part of it. Okay, so this is your rebuttal time. Is there anything in there you would like to speak to? About my brother, you mean? What, what we or, talked about or, yeah, or Christmas? in the interview. Or anything about Christmas, you know? You mean Christmas in a small town? Correct. Well, my... And that's what I want to know, too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. my impressions are different. Um, it, I was, uh, you know, I had a big allowance of 25 cents a week and um <laughs> would take you to two movies two movies but I, I must have been had a little more than that because i know i remember the movie price was 10 cents with two cents tax but i had i still had enough money to buy popcorn or an ice cream afterwards but anyway i would save my money all year long in my cash register toy cash register up which i kept upstairs in my bedroom and, of course, we always had family meals together and uh, were not allowed to leave the table until we were excused. So my brother, upon occasion, would run up the stairs, run in my closet, and bang on my cash register, making me think he was stealing my money. But, of course, he wasn't. He was just 
<laughs> getting under my skin. Anyway, I would spend hours in the dime store trying to pick out my presents for my family. And, of course, I loved buying Boo Waltz perfume for my mother, which I'm sure she <laughs> probably threw down the drain right away. I'm sure it was terrible perfume, but I thought the bottle was so pretty. And I spent a lot of time in the hardware store, too, looking at things. Uh, my gifts were always well chosen and it took me hours and hours to decide what to buy. And, of course, in a small town of about 4,000, you don't have a lot of choice. We, you know, of course, in those days we didn't have malls or, or any sure. apartment stores. In fact, uh, I think we had two department stores. One of them was Brown McDonald's. I remember it had a wooden floor, and it had, um, you put your money in this vacuum tube, and then they put the tube up the, the container up the tube, and then a whoosh went upstairs, and they took the money and brought, and whoosh, your change came back. So that was always fascinating to me. Probably oh my goodness. people that, that have a fun story. Thank you. I feel what I'm talking about. But that way, I guess the sales clerk never had to handle money. It was always handled uh-huh. uh, by the people in the office upstairs. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Christmas was always at home, and uh, there was just four of us in our family, my brother, myself, mom, and dad, and then my aunt and uncle, who uh, did not have <clears throat> children of their own, so there was always at least six of us. And my poor uncle um, owned and managed, uh, he was a pharmacist, his, his own drugstore, and invariably, every Christmas day, he'd have to go down and open up the store at least twice, because either... Somebody forgot to buy flash bulbs for their camera, you know, really important, or mm-hmm. something for the baby. So I always remember that, but he never complained, and we just carried on until he got back. But uh, those were wonderful memories. And then the other thing were those wonderful bubble lights that were on trees. They look like little candles, and, yes. and the bubbles go up and down, and my uh-huh. aunt... Katie Lou one year bought these little tinkle bells that nearly drove my dad insane. We'd be sitting in the dining room having our dinner, and he'd hear the tinkle, 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 tinkle. <laughs> I, I guess, I think she did it on purpose to irritate him, but he just hated those things. <laughs> and then I think Jim already told you about how after we stopped believing in Santa Claus, we drew names. And we bought 10 cents gifts, and then uh, we would go down to Katie Lou's and Uncle Watt's house and spend all afternoon, starting with the name attached to a ball of string, and it was anchored somewhere around the living room fireplace. And then we'd go up and down the stairs and down the laundry chutes, go anywhere except the dining room or the kitchen. So by the time you did six names with strings all over, you can imagine what a riot it was, unwrapping, taking your name, unwrapping the string to find your gift at the end. So that was a lot of fun and something that I wish I could have done with our children, but when you live in a one-story house, it's not 
it's not that much fun. It's more fun. You don't have as much territory. Cindy, yeah. excuse me for interrupting. How long did the hunt take? Uh, to unravel it, you mean? Yes, to, to find your gift, yes. Uh, probably uh, a couple hours because we were all doing it at the same time. So you had to huh? lift your leg over somebody else's string, and it was <laughs> a riot. Oh, that sounds like such great fun. It was fun. So uh, I had a, a wonderful childhood growing up. And, of course, um, Can you describe Katie Lou to our family, okay. to our listener? I think she was such a special person in your life and everybody. I think she... I think people get a kick out about Katie Lou a little bit. Katie Lou was a mini version of my, her mother, my grandmother, which I was not allowed to call my grandmother, grandmother. I we were called her Edna. Katie Lou's mother was Edna. Well, Edna had a fairyland house. She had a pink satin canopy bed with a white rabbit fur rug at the end, which we were not allowed to step on. Then she, the phone company was very mad at her because in those days they had those black, ugly cradle phones, and Ed mm-hmm. spray-painted hers ivory. And then <laughs> uh, in her living room she had a baby grand piano with uh, a bust on a pedestal at each end of the piano, one of Bach and one of Beethoven, and she had gone to music school at Grinnell, Iowa, and so she was quite an accomplished uh, pianist. So mm-hmm. music was a big deal in our family. Her daughter, Katie Lou, uh, played the oboe. My dad played the saxophone. My brother played the French horn. I played trumpet, and my mother had a beautiful uh, singing voice, and my dad also sang a cappella at uh, University of Nebraska. So in a small school, music is a really... Really, really big deal. Everybody does something, it seems like. And mm-hmm. at noontime, then, during Christmas, we all gathered in the hall, at one end of the hall at, at the school building, and sang Christmas carols at lunchtime. And, of course, today, that would just be an outrageous thing to do. But uh, we certainly did have wonderful Christmas memories. Was Main Street decorated a certain way? How would I don't ta- remember that it was. Uh-huh. You know, we had such bad weather. I don't know that there was anything. I just don't recall that, that it was. What was Christmas dinner? Uh, Christmas dinner was just a turkey. That was always seemed to be the main thing. We must mm-hmm. have turkey at Thanksgiving and turkey at Christmas. I don't remember ham or any other... Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, we we always had a turkey at Thanksgiving and one at Christmas as well. Yeah, I think. But tell me, been, tell me what the the side dishes were: potatoes, vegetables, whatever. Sure, they were potatoes, but I don't. You know, I just don't remember the others. I always remember uh, the ice cream though, because it came from Uncle Wad's drugstore, and it was a, a little round snowball. It was ice cream that was frozen with coconut all around. And I tried to find that, but of course they probably don't make it anymore. But that was special. All the good stuff. (laughs) How was it for Christmas for you? Oh, it it was pretty 
it was traditional for our family. We always had the couple across the street for guests. And it, while it sounds like, gee, you know, why don't you come over for Christmas? It really wasn't. They moved to the uh, across the street from us when we were, gosh, I guess I must have been about six or seven, and my sister was just a baby. And they actually became an aunt and uncle to us, and we wow. called them aunt and uncle. And it turned out, that I, and I learned this as an adult, that when they moved there, they came from Jersey City, which was a very citified uh, environment, and they moved to this community, a very small town, and they were hoping to adopt a child. They had no children of their own, and they met us, and they adopted us. Oh, how nice. <laughs> so it, it was really such a fun thing to have them have meals with us and to you know, have my parents socialize with them. They were just delightful and very, very good to us. So we always had the traditional turkey, and my mom always made turnips, and I really like turnips, so that was not a problem for me. Oh. And we usually had a string bean casserole that people either like or they hate, and I happen to like it. So there were, there were a lot of good food, and oh, cranberry sauce too, forget everybody has to have cranberry sauce with a turkey. So that was a traditional dinner for us, and at, at Christmas morning, um, bless my parents. They put up a tree and arranged all of our presents and left out carrots and cookies for Santa Claus oh, and the carrots, of course, yeah. for the reindeer. And they did this all after we went to bed so that oh. it was there in the morning. It was a Santa Claus thing. We didn't oh. decorate a tree early at all. And um, I, I told Walden, I guess it was last week, I told everyone that my dad would say before we went to bed, now tomorrow, don't you go downstairs until you wake me up and I want to go with you. <laughs> you know, poor guy only went to bed at like 6 o'clock and kids get up. Oh, yeah, all right. Oh. Yeah, so he never quite made it. But <laughs> the thought was there, and that was good. Yeah. How big, so that was pretty much our Christmas. How big was your town? Oh, I wish I could remember. I do not know. Um, by today's standards, I would say... And this is just a dice roll guess. I don't know where the the town limits were. I would say between five and seven thousand, and truly, that is just a oh. guess from a child's eyes. Yeah, that's the right size to grow yeah, up. I think so too. I mean, of course, it grew up along the way, but uh, you know, and sometimes by tens of thousands, it seemed. But uh, we did not have a huge school system. We had a high school and a grammar school and a parochial school, and that was that was our whole school system. So I think that's probably an indicator of how small the town was. We had uh, one building. We went from kindergarten to twelfth grade in the same building, <laughs> and uh, that we had a, a state teachers' college in our town, and they had so that the students who were going to college could have who were in education could have. Practice teaching, that's what they call it, and I think they call it student teaching. There was a small school connected with the um, uh, college. So those were the only educational so institutions we had. So uh, a lot of my current friends, I started kindergarten with, you know, my current friends from Nebraska, and I'm still very close to them today. Cause and you're still like, close to them. What a nice thing. You know, because there were only, like, about 57 in my high school graduating class. 
and probably only 250 in the whole high school. Hmm. So, so you, you know, you develop very close relationships. But getting back to food, I remember my dad liked suet pudding. Do you know what that is? I've heard it, but I've never tasted it. It's, I think it's made with lard, and then it's yes. uh, um, some kind of hard sauce is what they call it, some kind of sauce that goes over the top. Then, oh, with brandy. In uh, uh, Christmas morning was um, a dish we called Welsh rabbit, which was mm-hmm. the Welsh version of English um, cooking, I guess. It was just simply a cheese sauce over crackers, and we always thought that was such a treat. And that's about all I can think of that uh, relates to Christmas. Uh-huh. What kind of gifts did you give each other? Well, of course, I had my cash register, but when I was little, I was, I, you know, a doll, of course, was my favorite, and I had mm-hmm. a, quite a collection by the time I got to 10 or whatever, used to line them up for music lessons on the piano bench, and they had <laughs> school lessons, and I had one doll that was uh, missing an arm, so she was my handicapped doll, and then I had one doll that was very naughty, and uh, <laughs> so, so... they all had personalities. Yes, they did. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> How about your brother? What did he typically get for Christmas besides the coal he talked about in one in his stocking one time? Well, what, you know how you come home from school and sometimes there's a package on the front door waiting to be picked uh-huh. up. Well, there was a hockey stick, and uh, I knew that was for my brother. Well, I made the mistake of saying to him, "I know what you're getting for Christmas." <laughs> Of course, he worked on me, worked on me, worked on me until I told. And then, oh my gosh! And I, of course, I went crying to my mother that I had told. <laughs> oh, jeez! That gift and the other gift, my aunt and uncle, the ones without children, uh, uh-huh. traveled, uh, starting in about the late forties and early fifties, and they would go places where most people wouldn't think of going. And one time they brought back a, honest to goodness, shrunken head, which was about the size of an orange, and had hair and eyelashes and the whole thing. And (laughs) Katie Lou gave it to Uncle Wad wrapped up in a box. And I remember my brother being very disturbed about this. In fact, I think he left the room. Uh, I was always fascinated. They kept it on their fireplace mantle under a glass cover. And I remember Katie Lou told me that, you know, that hair never stops growing. So I always checked it. (laughs) (laughs) When my aunt and uncle both have passed now, and I said to my brother, you've got to take the shrunken head. So so he took it, but he immediately... um, gave it to his son, so I don't know whether it's still in the family or, or in some dark box somewhere in the closet. <laughs> Sent it to a barber. Right. So that was. those are two uh, pretty significant things I remember about my brother and gifts. What would your mom bake? 
What kind of uh, cookie, pie, what would your mom bake? I don't know. You know, we had dessert every day because my dad came home for lunch. So we had, and he loved his sweets. He always said you should eat your dessert first so, because you might not have room for it. <laughs> but, so I know my mother made at least a cake every day, but I don't remember about if there was anything special for Christmas. Hmm. Okay, Walden, you're privy to all of the information that I should be asking about and don't know. Go. Go. Well, I think I've uh -huh. told you everything. I think you did pretty well. Okay, you remember... Anything that your brother might give you for Christmas, or your mom and dad, besides the dolls? Like Not a, really, uh-uh. Like a typewriter or anything? How about when... No, but uh, my dad always tried to figure out how much we spent, and then on the tree there would be a little package of silver dollars. He tried to uh, estimate how much we spent on gifts, and then that would be the same value as the silver dollars. Of course, I didn't realize that as a child, but that's what he was doing. Mm. What a sweet tradition. Oh. Nice guy. <laughs> so were all the ice cream you guys had from, from Uncle White drugstore? Probably. Uh -huh. I don't know for sure. Because Probably. The, the pharmacy for the yardage was in the family for 100 years, and that was Uncle White told me that was his first job was to make ice cream. Oh I, really? Yeah, and I think that's, and I think that was always, I, I think almost, I, I don't know if he kept up the tradition. There was always fresh new ice cream every day. But I don't know, I don't know if he kept it up once, once he was running the store. But that was his first job. I remember him telling me that. Okay, well that's something I did. <laughs> now, what about the radio, um, TV set? Stereo system kind of thing. Was it a one-unit mom? Was it down to every room? What What were the, uh, you know? Well, we didn't have TV till I was twelve. Nobody so, had TV. So, so, but talk about where was the unit, like the the radio and the record player? Was it in the living room, in the dining room? Right, in the living room. Right. And then when you were at, when you were at tw when you were twelve, was the TV set in the same area or was it separate from? Yes, it was in the same area, but it was in the same area as you remember my telling you that my grandmother Edna, uh, when she died, I begged for the piano, and so I got to have the piano, which was also in the living room, but of course there was the competition between the piano and the television. So <laughs> after dinner. Whoever got to whatever first, that was dibs. So, of course, I learned to play uh, on top of old Smokey by, <laughs> by rope so I could run in and sit on the piano bench and start playing before my brother got to the TV. But, of course, he won most of the time. You know, that's the advantage of being four years older and stronger. Tell Patricia and the audience what you and your brother would do when you're in a car when she would drive around town. Edna had a bright yellow convertible, which she drove with the top down. And we'd, we'd sit up, you know, where the back seat is, and we'd sit up on the back of that, which I'm sure just gave my mother a heart attack. But anyway, we'd say, 
Oh, Edna, take your hands off the wheel, and she would. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> and then tell us about the shoe collection, Mama, then a will. Oh, she wore sample size shoes, so when she would buy shoes, they would just give them to her because she had such tiny feet. But when she passed away, there were 85 pairs of shoes in her closet. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and, of course, I was 10 years old, so I could wear a lot of them then. You know, little shiny slippers and all uh -huh. precious things. So that was a real, that was a real plus. <laughs> I would think so. Now, the shoes that she had would have been in favor of adult women's shoes. What happened to them? Uh, what happened to what? The I'm I'm thinking that the collection of shoes that she had favored oh, I don't adult know. women. I don't know. Not not shoes that would be appropriate for a ten year old. What happened no. to the rest of the shoes? I have no idea. She was a little thing. She probably wasn't even five foot tall and wore those big floppy hats. Oh, she was a <laughs> We have diaries, Patricia. Was it with the inner travel? She would travel by herself. She went on a banana boat to South America by herself. In 1934. Oh in 1934. Well, was it that early? I, I think it was one was 34, and okay. she came to Hollywood in 35. I mean, if uh -huh. I remember right, Mom, but... She was widowed very early, so she did all this wonderful traveling. And then uh, her daughter, Katie Lou, and Uncle Wad, as I mentioned earlier, did all these wonderful travels, too. In fact, I remember one time they went down the Amazon in some kind of boat where, with a guy where white, men, white ladies, women, had never been before. And the guy was a little leery about that. But that didn't bother them. And, and Katie Lou would have Uncle Wad do interesting things. Remember... Whatever the story, he would have Uncle Wad. They did a lot of nightlife. They didn't just do the regular tourist things. So she would often volunteer him to be in part of the nightclub act. <laughs> so he would be playing boggle drums or, or whatever in the band or whatever around the world. It's always interesting. Yeah. So. A lot of fun. All right. What's your favorite Christmas? Your, one last question. Sure. Your favorite Christmas memory or food? Favorite Christmas memory or what? Or food. Or food. Boy, that's hard to pick just one. Well, you can have more than one. I think one favorite memory is waking up and running through the window to see if there was snow on the ground. Oh. Yep. And after I moved to California, it took me many years to get over that feeling, that anticipation. Can, oh, gosh. Can you describe to Patricia the winter of 48? Well, we had a lot of wind where I lived in the northeast corner of Nebraska. And the winter of 1948, because of the wind, the snow drifted in some places as high as the second-story window. And, of course, as a child, you thought that was great, you know. Because it crusted over, you could go outside and walk on it. But I'm sure as an adult, they hated it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would think so. Kids, it it would support kids, but not necessarily an adult. Yep. So yeah, I, I can I can deal with that. <laughs> well, that's about all. 
And well, it it was great. Thank you for sharing all of that good good stuff. I feel like I had uh, running off of the mouth here. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Okay, well no. <laughs> and uh, carry on with the rest of the show. It'll I'm sure it'll be a good one. All right, mom. Love oh, you. We always have fun. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. All right, talk to them all. Thank you, Sandy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, we'll put that one out, and we're going to put a little music and get our next special live guest. And Patricia has no clue what it's all about. No clue. No clue. So here's a little no more. Clue. Sorry about I hope. Come on. Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Charlie Brown had good music, Patricia, huh? Did I lose Patricia? I'm here. Oh, okay. Doesn't Charlie Brown have good music, Patricia? Yes, he does. It's it's unusual for me. And it, I really enjoy it, but it's such an unusual sound for Christmas. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. And I sent you some unusual stuff, too. That's true. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it was a little off the wall, but good. Yeah. We have okay. I yeah. have we have a special a very special live guest. It's a, he's a mystery okay. guest to Patricia. Patricia okay. has no clue. You know? So no, you, she doesn't. Are you sitting down? Yeah. All right. Jim Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alden. How you doing, Jim? Uh, we're getting, we're getting there. Yeah. Hi, oh, Jim, how good it is to hear from you. Well, we've had a, shall we just say, a hectic month. You know, I, you know, when I talked to you last on Halloween, we left the rehab center and we got our new place. We've been slowly adjusting to it, and then after Thanksgiving. I had to go back to the hospital again because I, it turned out I had a case of influenza. 
Oh, my gosh. And the weird thing about it is, in October, I got a, sh a flu shot, but apparently it wasn't for that strain. Oh. I didn't know there were so many strains of flu. Yeah, there there are. And sometimes the strain that we have matches the vaccine, and the best the vaccine can do is make it a less critical situation. Um, and everyone is different in terms of their reactions, but I'm just so sorry that you went through that. It, it is not a pleasant experience. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I also had... I didn't have any fever to speak of, and they also discovered I had some fluid in my heart, so they had to drain the fluid. Minor mm -hmm. surgery. Some of that may have been lung fluid from the fire. We don't know. Yeah. But wow. excuse me for my cough. <clears throat> I still have a cough because because of my uh, lungs. We're hoping, we're hoping that uh, it'll clear eventually, and um, and you know some of it is swallowing related. You know I've had to learn to swallow again. Yeah. But I agree with Walden that that music, which was written by I believe Vince Kowalski. You're absolutely right, Jim. Uh, well, that who had one big hit in 1963 called Cast Your Fate to the Wind. I looked up his Wikipedia page. He, yeah. he, he died at age 47. There he oh, go. My gosh, I was really surprised. I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have him on the show? And when I looked it up, you know, the guy who play, created all that and, and played that, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing what a legacy he left for generations. I mean, every I read, some, every read somewhere. Yeah. I read in one TV history that when the Charlie Brown show was first proposed to CBS, many of the executives said, no, it will never work. But one executive overruled them, one of the television executives. But there were programmers that said it just won't, it just won't fly. And fortunately for television history and for people's history, it worked very well. I guess it was first done in 1965, I believe. I think you're right, Jim. And, you know, let's face it, it's almost, it's been a major part of two or three generations. Uh, um, it did air December 1st, by the way, because when I was in the hospital, radios didn't work because of all the electrical interference, so they had the TV on. And it did air on the evening of Thursday, December 1st. On ABC. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you had that, something. I heard most of it, then I went to sleep, but mm -hmm. my favorite is that very first song when the children sing about Christmas. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great CD. I, I love getting out during the holidays and just playing different tracks, and it's just a... The skating song is nice, too, the one about skating or ice, the ice skating song. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like like the, the the opening theme song is yeah. it's it's Linus. Linus and somebody else. I mean, they they named some of these songs after the different different characters and I never knew that. You know, I just yeah. know it by the, the bridges or whatever, but if you, if you look at the C D tracks, they 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 name they name it after some of the characters. You know, so 
it's interesting how they laid out the song titles. Well, I've been thinking about different Christmas specials over the years, radio and television mm-hmm. that, that have been done. And one of them in the 80s that was very good was on CBS, and it was George C. Scott's version of A Christmas Carol. I remember that. I think it was also on the Hallmark, Hallmark Channel for a while, too, if I recall. He did a very... He did a very good Scrooge. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't Lionel Barrymore. You know, it wasn't quite that, but it was a, the way he said she should have a steak of holly put through his heart, the way he said it was just kind of unique. Yeah. Um, and of course, Dennis Hart and I were talking a few weeks ago and remembering Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. I don't remember that. I, I think I don't I, remember that. Yeah, maybe I saw it once as a kid. It ran from about sixty-three through about sixty-eight. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. There was that. There was um, um. Well, of course, this year I think the Grinch is fifty years old. This year, TV. I think it first aired fifty years ago tomorrow. Wow. Which was also a Sunday. Um, the thing about that show that stood out was Phil Wagon's Cross song. Well, and also... What is that? You're a bad one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, that was... Oh, yes. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't make the connection. Of course, it was a great song. Yeah. And Phil Wagon's Cross had such a great voice for so many things he did. Yes. 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 He had this wonderful. I don't need. I don't. I don't know the names of the various um, levels of, uh, you know, from from deep bass all the way up to, I don't know what contralto, whatever. Yeah. But he had this wonderfully rich, deep voice that just resonated in his chest before it came out. So, I, I'm a big fan of that. Family, did you know that Patricia's New York got in there? Uh oh. <laughs> what did I say? Whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> but of course, he was also a lot of things, including Tony the Tiger. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, he was the senior. A lot on, of things. He for was Disney. He was the senior on on Rosemary Cooney's This Old House. Oh yes. That was still Ravenclaw. Yes, and he did a lot of things for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, he, in fact, he, he did a, he did a song about 1958, but with Spike Jones, Dr. Domeno used to play it sometimes. It was called, I was a teenage brain surgeon. <laughs> okay. A rock and rolling brain surgeon. So. And that was a takeoff on all those, I was a teenage werewolf and all those type of things. Yeah. Yeah. He did the voice of that on the children's can, Disney can, album. Albums. He was the narrator on Nicky Wild Dog of the North, which was a famous Disney movie in 1961. He played Andre, the, the Nicky's master, on the record, and he also narrated the soundtrack of Savage Sam, which was another Walt Disney movie. And of course, he did some of the pirate things for Disney. Didn't he do the Haunted House? Mm-hmm. I know Paul Freed was also part of the Haunted House, too. 
but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he did. He did a lot. He was a great talent. Great talent. And I was also thinking of um, uh, one of the op one of the classical stations here tonight played the opera Amal and the Night Visitors, which was a famous TV opera for Christmas in 1951. Huh. I didn't see it, or I don't, or I didn't hear it, but I know it was a it was considered a classic at the time. I think Patricia Guy. I think Patricia Guy. But I th I think Patricia Guy new topic for us, Jim. Go ahead, yeah. Patricia. I I was going to ask if I am considered a failure in the you didn't make it bucket because I didn't recognize anything Jim was saying. <laughs> no, no, nothing. No, <laughs> no, no. You, 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 you're still in God. What, what can I say, my dear? So we, we... <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, we... Yes, I am. So you, you come up with amazingly new categories every week. I know. Uh, she, she's threatening to do geography with me next year, Jim. Can you believe it? Yeah. Geography. Here's one for you, and this is a problem we're having here now. Uh-huh. This is a new apartment building, and our street address isn't registered with the city for some reason. Oh, no. And we've had mail sent here that didn't get here. We've had um, my dad sent a turkey to us, and it didn't get here. And oh, my no. thought is what probably happens is rather than trying to look for the place, they probably tried to find it on their computers, and it's not listed. Oh, why is you going to need to get a P.O. box, Jim? Maybe so, but we're trying to get this settled because I got some of my packages here and letters, but it's just... And, of course, we can't get a phone even, a landline, until or the phone company has uh, the registration because the house isn't registered. The address isn't. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Well, you know, the contract of the landlord... But we haven't heard anything yet, and it is just—it's bizarre. You know, it's one of those feelings. My D, my housemate, and I were saying it's like a Twilight Zone episode where you mm. go to find your place, but they say we have no record of such a place. Address unknown. I had oh. Walton. That happened to me one time when I sent something to you. Uh huh. Um, give me your house numbers. Mine's two five two seven. Two five two seven. I wrote two five two six. I believe it was one digit off. Right. And it came back as address unknown. Now wow. you've lived in that neighborhood forever since dirt was invented. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be kind here that maybe there was a new post person yeah. on duty. But gee whiz, I mean one digit off and your name was clear. It wasn't. I'm not a scribbler. No, I mean, and and sometimes when we get other people mail, we go deliver it to the, to the neighbors and vice versa. So they, the, mm -hmm. the the post the poster he didn't leave it with somebody in the neighborhood, and they would have found. She should have left it with you. There really was no such address <laughs> one digit off from you. But my goodness, I get everybody else's mail here. They probably get mine. <laughs> I mean, when in doubt, deliver it to Patricia. <laughs> Well, you know, it's like, uh, 
It was supposed to arrive yesterday, and then we thought, well, maybe it'll arrive today, and it didn't arrive today either. So that's what makes me wonder if instead of a driver just looking for the address, they go by the computer before they even try to find it. Well, or somebody's having a great turkey dinner tomorrow. Do you think, uh, you, you think there's other people in the same predicament, Jim? Like other neighbors? you think the whole area is not registered because of the... I'm not, we're not sure. Yeah. Some of the other rooms in this building are registered or not. Mm. Uh, but Do you have a management company that that takes care of the site? Yeah, we've contacted the landlord. We haven't heard anything okay. yet. She just said, we what need is... to get the address registered. And we haven't heard anything yet. So... Wow. It's a, yeah, she's a... It uh, can't be registered. It can't be registered unless the city or the town fathers or commission, they have to say, okay, we can have this city name, and, and the street will become an official part of the town or the city, and then the post office can pick it up. So maybe it's not the post office's fault after all. Maybe it's an unincorporated part of the city, I guess. Yeah, yeah and indeed, that can cause a challenge. Well, we're hoping we can get it resolved, not only for the package, but for everything else we need, you know, like the phone. Sure. Who knows what is being sent to us in so many cases? So you couldn't even put a tracer on something. If you didn't know it was, it was going to be sent to you, then cards and letters and gifts. If you didn't know they were coming, there's no way you could put a tracer on them. Yeah. Well, maybe my dad can. I mean, he's... You know, so many things have tracking numbers. If it was a UPS thing, yeah, it can probably track. Wow. Well, one of the things that has happened that took me by surprise a year or two ago is that the post office, UPS, and FedEx trade off each other's packages to the most convenient route. I have no idea how each end is compensated for if I deliver 10 packages and I only have one to give you to deliver for me, I deserve some extra cash here. So I don't know how they arrange it, but gosh, I saw the UPS truck and the FedEx truck in front of my post office one day, and I thought, what the heck is going on here? Well, they were picking up some goodies. The FedEx has a box out there, so they had letters or you know, postal-type stuff that they could dig out, but then they had boxes that they brought into the post office and that's when i found out that the three of them exchange um responsibilities well a friend of mine in an, in the town of union city california has encountered another problem in his apartment building he can no longer receive packages there because a lot of people in the apartment order things from amazon and don't pick them up and they put them out in the hall and the apartment manager is getting, you know, got real upset about that. You know, people not picking up the packages. So, hmm. as a result, he has to, we were able to establish a, I have a friend who works at the UPS store in Castro Valley, and I was able to arrange with her that when I bribe any many tapes or packages, I'll send it to that store, but I can't send them to his house anymore. Because people, oh you know, customers in the building, 
order these big ticket items and just leave them. I don't know what they do. They leave them for hours. Or, but anyway, the management's getting tired of it. I found out today from John and Roy, they got a nice Christmas gift. A friend of theirs gave them gift cards to Uber. But Uber now has a new service. It's called Uber Eats. So they'll go pick up food for you. So if you want, if you, you, you have a favorite restaurant, oh you have a favorite restaurant, they'll just go yeah. pick it, they'll go pick it up for you and 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 deliver it to you. So I said, boy, that's a that's a new new thing now. They call Uber Eats. So I I thought, wow, that, that's that's a you got to hand it to the Uber people for being creative and thinking outside the mm-hmm. box. Well, the other thing that made news this week, of course. Is apparently California, because of San Francisco, isn't there's some problem with Uber's self-driving cars. Yeah, that, um, John Lewis said it had a few crashes in the last months or yeah, so. One of them ran a red light out there. Hey, I might, I might give everybody a, head, a new heads up on radio. Okay. Facebook is going to the radio broadcasting business. Are they? Starting, uh, they're doing trial run, but starting next, early next year, um, people can start broadcasting their radio stations or their radio show on Facebook for six ninety five a month. Who's going to be on there? Uh, anybody. I mean, they're, they're just starting, to, they're just starting to beta test it. But that way, you know, so, you know, if Yesterday USA ever wanted to broadcast on Facebook, we could do it for $84 for the entire year. You know, you know, so, I mean, that's the whole, uh, Facebook is going to give a lot of people a run for their money, you know. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I, I was talking to a friend, it's going to be free, free phone calls on Facebook. So, they're, they're going to probably, considering they got 2 billion people on Facebook, they're going to give a lot of these um, high-tech companies a run, run for their money, probably with TV and radio and telephones. Yeah. Well, it's uh, amazing, you know, the technology progress that's been made in the last few years. Um, I'm just glad that Yesterday USA and some of the other sites are still on, on the Internet and we're able to hear them. I'll be glad when I'm Internet connected again and I can listen to all of you again. But when we get the phone line and the connection in... I'll be able to hear it, hopefully. We, we still don't know how much damage was done to the computer by the fire because we haven't had, we just we, had, we just got a monitor recently, and um, the, the old monitor, I guess, was damaged. Some of the damage, some of our stuff was damaged, not so much by the fire, but it was waterlogged, you know, when they... When they oh, broke. gosh, yes. What, what about some of your basic necessity, Jim? You have a bed, those types oh, of things? Yeah. Okay, so, so we, a lot of us are concerned once you move to the, if you're going to need, if you have bed or sheets or... Different. Oh, yeah, we've got that, and some friends of ours have been helping us, and I'm getting some more help from a couple of friends, and my dad sent a bunch of things, like uh, some more sheets, and we got a blender and a, or a mixer, uh-huh. and we got some other uh, some other things, and... He's found some things, and we're just, we're adjusting. I mean, we're, we're adjusting as good as we can. Yeah. The main thing 
the main thing is we're, we're just trying to recover, and I'm, I'm getting better. It's a long process, as you know. But Are you sweeping a lot, Jim, or how's your, how's your sweeping cycle? Fair, uh-huh. fair. I don't go a straight eight hours, and I'm, even before the fire, I had sleep apnea. Right. And I have to get a new sleep app machine. We just got one in April, and of course it was destroyed in the fire, and we're trying to deal with all the various medical insurance issues, and um, they switched my insurance plan. I'll tell you this, it's uh, um, the nicest thing about being out of the rehab center is it's just nice to be home. Um, it's funny how things are. In the hospital, the radios don't work because of the electrical, you know, all the electrical equipment. Right. Uh, in the rehab center, the radios work, but some of the management tends uh, to lose people's clothes. Dee got me another a number of nice clothes to wear, uh-huh. and the rehab center lost them. And my house, my roommates in the hospital center also lost clothes because some of the people don't put things back or they don't mark them or so some clothes were lost and um, that was frustrating yeah so it's nice to be out of there and it's nice to be home where at least we know where our stuff is well I remember when Patricia was it three years ago when she was in rehab she said I'm going over the wall so I think Patricia and you can relate to that, you know. Yes, I can. Yeah. And and I did not enjoy. I have to be honest with you. Some of the people were nice. My speech therapist that worked with my swallowing was very nice. Some of the nurses, but I did not. I did not really enjoy the two months in the rehab center. It was just so many things weren't right with it. I mean, I wasn't mistreated. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't enjoy it. You know, like yeah, I, I actually felt the hospital sent me there too early. I didn't feel I was really ready to leave the hospital in September. But, you know, they, I guess they have to get you out by a certain time, I suppose. Um, but the greatest thing is, at least this, and I told them this time in the hospital when I had the flu, I said, when I'm, at, when I'm discharged, I'm going home. No rehab center. I just put that in plain words. Yeah. Because... I mean, I guess it's necessary to get you adjusted, I suppose. But I'm sure you were very glad when you got out. I was very glad when I went over the wall. And this past yeah. summer, when I was so sick and they sent me to a rehab, yeah, on a Tuesday, I said, by the way, guys, I'm leaving Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cannot do that. And I said, why not? But... I, I truly understand what you're talking about. I mean, I wasn't mistreated by any means, but my gosh, it it just was not it was not a place to feel good about being. There's no and, place, as Judy, as Dorothy said in a famous movie in 1939. There's no place like home. Indeed, no and unfortunately, yes, yes. Uh, and there wasn't. Glenda, so. Glenda didn't come with yeah. the shoes. You know, the which of the north. The Brenda didn't arrive at the uh, rehab center, but with the silver swimmers, yeah. I feel bad. Some of those people there have nowhere else to go. They're older. They're uh, sick in a lot of cases. They told me one man there, or one patient there, has been there twenty years. Oh my gosh! 
I can't home imagine. Really has become home. Yeah, and some of these people have nowhere else to go. They don't have families. They don't have friends. Um, I guess Medi-Cal or Social Security or whoever pays their um, board and food there, but I just I just can't imagine an existence that's the drudgery of it every day, you know, just the same drudgery every day, mm -hmm. taking your blood pressure every day, taking your temp every day. Have you been able to get your talking book machine or uh, in, in your books? Uh, I'm going to establish service when I get my phone line. I okay. have one of my friends gave me his old cassette player. Okay. And I'm going to get the digital machine again, too. Okay. Sadly, one of, two of the books I were reading were in both the cassette machine and the digital machine when the fire happened. You know, I would have to have them in the machines. Yeah. And I'm hoping that and I, and I, a lot of talking books were damaged. I had a number of talking books in the room. But, of course, those accidents, you know, it's, it's rare those things happen, but you know, the, water be, but, the water damage and... Um, and those can be all replaced. You know, they, they have backups and all those things, so... One of the books I was reading at the time was a biography of Lucille Ball called Red Ball of Fire, I think was the name of it. Mm. Mm. And, I'm, and, I, and I, when, I get to, when I'm back to normal, I'm still going to give you that review of... Um, On the Ashes. The cigarette companies, yeah. Yeah. There's one thing we can say, Jim. Your memory is completely intact. You, we, so many people were worried. I can't tell you that, that uh, when, I, when I announced that you're the Jim that we all know and love, uh, you you still got your wonderful recall ability, Jim. It, it's that that stayed together. You you got to be very grateful about that a bit. Well, I want to say to all of the Yesterday USA listeners who are listening now, I want to wish all of them and you a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and a Happy 2017. I'm grateful for all of the people who helped me uh, when we were getting over the fire. I'm grateful to people who lended support when we had the special fund that helped me. And I want to thank people many people, any radio once more listeners that still may be listening to you or Virginia and other people who were helpful. I want to thank all of you for your support. It meant a lot to me. And I wish all of you a very, very um, uh, happy and successful 2017. Thank you, Jim. We, we are so grateful that you are still our family out there. I, I can't tell you how, how, I don't know, how we felt, I guess, is the best way to put it when we heard that you were doing okay. It was something well, that was so hard. When I, when I began consciousness yeah. in early September, and the nurse and doctor told me just how serious things were, had been. Mm -hmm. That was a scary, you know, that I was really in critical condition. Yeah. It was a very close call uh, with the yeah. inhalation. And you are tough. I hope you give yourself credit for that. You are tough. Well, I, you know, it's obviously not my time. And somebody was 
looking out for me, of course. And the other thing I'm fortunate about, as I've told everybody, I'm blessed that I didn't get burned in the fire. Yes, 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 yes. Because, um, but I was, but you know, it was, um, when they told me it was September 2nd, then I knew I was really on the road to recovery because the fire was the 24th. So I missed a lot of days, apparently. You know, I was out over a week. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually conscious probably on the 1st or 31st for a few minutes. But the first day I was really aware of things was September 2nd. But I want to do all again. All right, Jim, I'm glad I have your... I'm glad I have your roommate number, so that, that makes it that we stay in touch, so... Uh, if Ron and everyone is listening, I'm going to wish them a happy Merry Christmas and New Year's as well. You bet, Jim. We'll Thank be, you, Jim. We'll talk You've to you soon. You've got a good year coming up. I, I just feel it. Thank you, Patricia. Merry Christmas, Jim. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was our Christmas gift. And Patricia had no idea that was coming up. Not a clue. <laughs> I'm not very good at guessing games, you know that, but I didn't even know that you were having Jim tonight, and it is so exciting to be able to talk with him. Well, you know what happened? He was thinking about you when he called me. He called me yesterday, and that's when I said, okay, I got to have you show. The reason why I'm calling him, I want to see if we can arrange to record this this, uh, 12-hour Christmas special for Patricia. He was just thinking about you, and he called me. He he got the... Oh my goodness! And so we made arrangement that we're we'll making arrangement that 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 what he his request will be fulfilled. So you'll be getting a twelve-hour history of, of Christmas music. Oh my goodness! So he was, Oh my that, goodness! That encouraged him to give. I want you to get, record a show for Patricia. I mean, that, you know, I, I thought, boy, that that that's, that's very nice of him to even think of that. But that that was one of the purposes of his call. Oh, oh my goodness! This is, uh, this is just so much fun. I've got family all over the place, and we've never met, but family is family. I mean, really, think about it. Absolutely. Well, should we call another family member here? Who's our other family member? We're going to call. We're going to see how Santa's doing. He's a family member, isn't he? Oh, yes, he you know, is. You know. Okay, let's do that. Okay, let's do that now. Yep. Okay. Here we go. All right. Good evening, Norad Track Center. Good evening. This is Walter Hughes and Patricia for the Yesterday USA Radio Network. Could we have an update on Santa? Sure. It looks like Santa has just come out of San Antonio, Texas, and he is heading to Mexico. He's going to cross the border in about a minute and 27 seconds. Uh, and what's your first name? Great. And how many people are at the center right now? Oh, quite a few. Let's see. I would say between 20 and 30. That's pretty good considering you guys, what, the first crew started sick this morning Eastern time. That's pretty amazing. It is, and I know you you work in shifts. I know that. But my goodness, still, this this is such a gift to kids especially and us. Yeah. So how uh, how much more do you have another shift after you guys, or are you guys wrapping it up for the night? Where 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 are you guys on the cycle? 
Um, this is actually the last shift. We have the um, the 10 o'clock to 12 shift. And I believe that that is the last one for us. So there might be one more, but actually, um, this is my first year doing this. My uh, How do you dad and my brother have done it in the past, but I'm not entirely familiar with uh -huh. the first shift. So are you, are you, are you, are you a volunteer or are you part of the military? How, what? How did how did you get how do you get involved? Um, I'm a volunteer. My uh, dad actually works um, at Fort Carson, and so he wow got to know about the event. And uh, they've my older brother and my dad have both done it for uh, for quite a few years now. So so uh, they still got goodies for you guys to snack on while you're watching <laughs> the <laughs> or have everybody wiped it out before you guys got there. <laughs> they do. Um, I haven't had the chance to partake in it yet, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and how many, now, do you have a screen in front of you to show you how many gifts Santa delivered? How, how, do, how does it work for, for you? We do. We have um, a screen up in the right that says gifts delivered, and it looks like it's in the six billions at this point. Six billion, what? wow. Yep. Oh, my goodness. What is the most interesting question or comment you received from a kid tonight? Hmm. Gosh, there have been so many. Um, I think one of my favorite conversations has been um, asking whether Santa can FaceTime or whether that would interfere with his uh, sleigh driving ability. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. What kind of a mark did Santa get? I'm sorry, one, one more time. It's very what, did, what kind of a mark? Did he pass the test in sleigh riding? Oh, sleigh steering? yes, he did. Um, fortunately, he was not in a part of the world at that point that would have uh, had many skyscrapers, so he managed not to collide. You know, oh, my gosh. You know how many phone calls you guys have taken so far throughout the day? Do you guys have that listed yet? No, you know, I'm not sure. Um, that information isn't available, but there is a, a website that I'm sure... They have more statistics on. And let's see, what is it? Is it noradsanta.org? I'm trying to remember the, the website. Am I, am I close? It's um, www.noradsanta.org. Terrific. Norad Center. Okay. Norad Santa. 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 Oh, Santa. Oh, yeah. forgive me. Yeah. I'll just be quiet here. <laughs> well, I know Patricia and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and thank you for taking care of all the, the, all the little girls and boys out there. We appreciate you guys volunteer work. We sure do. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great evening. Merry Christmas. Thank you for everything you do. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right. Fun stuff. Okay. Now we're going to play a little music because it's time for the other member of the family to say hi. So that way Patricia can go wake up the sleeping one over the other room, right? The, the kid. Yeah. 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 So go wake up the kid. Okay. I'll put I the will music do that. on. All right, here's the music, everybody. Let's see here. Let's, let's go down here. Here, Patricia's song. That's my song. <laughs> That's what I mean. Your song. Yeah. Yeah.
can just imagine that should be P- Patricia on the piano someday. Maybe. Yeah. I think that's Maybe. on her. I think that's on her bucket. I think that's on her bucket list. But Patricia could be a con. My bucket is getting bigger and bigger. Is she gonna be a concert pianist someday? You know. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Yes. So. She. We've we, we do. Our guest. We yes, do. She's on the line. We do. Mm-hmm. Do you know her Hello. pretty? Do you know her pretty well, Patricia? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Yeah, um, uh, does she have a? Let's see, how can we do this? Have she have she confessed anything else that we should find out about or what what are you, how are you gonna introduce um, her? About who oh dear. <laughs> no. No, she has to stick she's sticking to the program <laughs> You are, aren't you? Okay. I can be bribed. <laughs> I don't have anything to bribe you with. So Okay, you are on. This is my sister Barbara. And I am with her in Alabama right now. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, hi, Walden. Merry Christmas, Barbara. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Do you have any snow? Um, oh, it's all over, I tell you. We, <laughs> no, actually, it was like 72 degrees today. Holy cash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the the temperature here goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Fortunately, while Patricia is here, it's up. So that's very good news so for how, her because she's always cold. So how did Today you... it was up. I expect that you have arranged for warm stuff for the rest of my stay. Oh, I have. Oh, bless you. Because I love you so much. <laughs> That's a good enough reason for anything. So how did you do this? Did the Chamber of Commerce have a, a little postal box that you put requests in? How do you negotiate this, Barbara? Absolutely. I see. The people are very kind here. <laughs> and they got kind of all pulled together and put their wishes in the mailbox. And the wishes were granted. We have some very warm weather. Ah. Just for Patricia. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I have nice. something to say, Walden, Please if do. I may. Please do, my dear. Uh, first of all, I would like to say Merry Christmas to the listening family. And I want to thank all of the brave men and women serving in our military today and for yesterday. Yes. And all the sacrifices that were made from every branch of service. A thank you, too, to, to your families for keeping the fires burning at home. We are so proud of you all. And because you have an entire country here at home, because all of you are just so special and so brave, whatever your MOS is, it is a very important part in why we are a free nation, and we can never thank you all enough. Merry Christmas and a happy, safe, and healthy New Year. From me. Very nice. Well, you know, it, it, it's very important to me, and I know to so many mm-hmm. millions of other people, that uh, we, we have our servicemen and women working so hard for us at home here. And uh, we we think of you all the time. You know, we're, we're very blessed that one of our biggest listening audience, Barbara, is the mess hall in Kuwait. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, they they love they they uh during the lunch hour the like like when the guys and gals are having their lunch, they turn mm-hmm. on Yesterday USA and they listen to Patricia and Walden. So Oh, how nice. Yeah, so what we a got, nice compliment. We got yes. that and then we also heard throughout the whole Kitty Hawk, the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk. So Wow. So, well, you know. well, I'm I I am very proud and pleased to be able to say Merry Christmas to everybody, and um, we are we are just so so proud of all of you, and that comes from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely, that comes from the bottom of the hours too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how are you, Walden? How well, are you spending your Christmas? I've been on the air for 10, 12 hours so far, I think, or whatever. Been, I, I, let's see here. Let's see. Let me figure this out. Mom made oatmeal for breakfast. Ooh. Mom made homemade mm-hmm. chili. Mom made homemade chili for lunch. Ooh. Mom, mom been cooking all day. Mom made uh, my brother's favorite meal, tortilla uh, enchiladas. Wow. Then she's very talented. <laughs> my Ma- mom been cooking potatoes throughout the day because she didn't room them all. She made scalloped potato p- scalloped potatoes today because she needs the oven to warm up our honey baked ham for them all. So Oh my goodness. Yeah, Bob mm-hmm. Frank and Bobby Brazil sent us a honey baked ham. So that's so we're eating our way through the holidays, Barbara. What can I say? You know? Mm-hmm. Are they all invite? Are we all invited Absolutely. to your house tomorrow? Oh, we're just going to show up. Absolutely. It's <laughs> 1 o'clock, everybody. Okay. You know, 1 o'clock. Yeah. 1 yeah. o'clock our time or your time? My time. <laughs> so that gives you that give both of you two more additional hours to get here. Oh. <laughs> well, it sounds like a wonderful day planned. Yeah, it, it is. So it's it been fun. We've been, uh, we, we started broadcasting at... Noon Eastern live, and we went uh, different different segments, taking phone calls, and mm-hmm. and then we started again live, and uh, while we were taking a break for dinner and church, uh, the the audience got to hear P- Patricia and my conversation with my uncle Jim, and so mm-hmm. we that was that was that was fun the people to hear a little more mm-hmm. what the military does during the Christmas time, so. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's been a good, it's been a good day. Wow, a tiring day, but nice, a it's, nice kind of tired. It's been nice. It's been nice. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I will, um, I will scoot. You and, gonna, are you uh, gonna go back? Are you gonna go back to bed? No. <laughs> You're not. Okay. I'm awake now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh, gosh, I hope I wasn't on air before when I said happy birthday. <laughs> but I think... Sure you were. Yes, you were. Yeah, you were. You were. Everybody oh. heard it. It'll be heard are, on the are replay. Are you serious? Of course. Oh, hell, holy mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must be somebody's birthday somewhere. Oh, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Okay, well, uh, I'll right, let you go. I'm sorry, what? All right, Barbara. We'll talk to you soon, I bet. Okay, thanks so much for having me. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, now the listening family can, can join us at 714-545-2071. We've been getting emails. We've been getting phone calls. 
uh, Facebook message. 071. Oh, very good. That's 714. <laughs> well, you left off at the O. 714-545-2071. All right. There you go. Hello. You did it. You did it. Hello, you're on with Patricia. <coughs> yeah, uh, this is Russ Stevens. Hi, Russ. How are you? Hi, Russ. Oh, I'm doing fine. Good. Um, I've been listening to the Christmas shows. You know, there's a couple of them I wish you, if you could find, I wish, shows I wish you could find. Okay. One of them is The Littlest Angel. Yep, was very young, uh-huh. And uh, another one is a, a dragnet uh, show about uh, Christmas, about somebody's uh, stealing the baby Jesus. Yes. Oh, that was a great show. That's a great show. Well, John, John Gaffman's looking for ideas, so I will write those down for John, and we'll, play the, we'll start playing those probably Monday night. Huh, I wish you could play them before then. Is there any way you could do it? Um, well, you know, we, Saturday night we take phone calls, and tomorrow Michael Beal likes to play records. So I, 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 don't, I think it's going to have to be Monday before. Uh, well, that'll, that'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I've been listening to the shows uh, 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 since I've been home. I'm by myself right now. And right. So that's what I've been doing. Good. And, um... Do you have a favorite Christmas show of all time? Oh, uh... Oh, I don't know. I like just about all of them. Uh-huh. Uh, just about as well, uh... Do you remember them when they were broadcast live? I know you might have. Do you remember them in any particular show when you were a kid? <clears throat> um... Yeah, uh, they used to broadcast, um... The Christmas Carol live, uh... Uh, starring, uh, oh, what's the name? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of it. You know, the Campbell Playhouse. Uh, Lyle Belmore, huh? Uh-huh. They used to, uh, do that, uh, every, every Christmas. Yep. I remember that. Uh, <clears throat> that's the only one I can remember right offhand. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> oh, well. Uh, I like I, I, I like the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's a great show. I like the uh, Oh Lux version. It's it's the longest, I think. Yep, the three, Lux did it three different three different times. Uh, they have CBS or something does it, but it's a little shorter. Uh, Yeah, the Dream Director Playhouse did it twice. They have a 30-minute and one-hour version. Uh, Yep, so we have five different versions I can think of. Oh, y'all have five different versions? Uh Uh-huh, three three Lux and two Screen Director Playhouse. Hmm, do you have the... I wish they could play the one-hour show sometime. Sure, we'd be happy to do that. Sound like a a winner, so... Sure. I've got... 72 degrees out in California? It's, it's colder than that. I would say we're probably 57, 58, something like that. It, we've been getting rain throughout the week. Hmm. You know, well, so. We're supposed to get some. I'm not sure how. It's probably about, oh, 40-something degrees here in Dallas, I think. I think I, I'm thinking I'm sending all my rain to you guys because I was talking to Kim Bragg and just trying to get a little rain there in Dallas, so I'm 
I'm taking all the rain we got this week. We're sending it to you. So. Well, we could probably use it, of course. <laughs> oh, well, you know, might help out. You never know, Rush. Well, all right. Um, I enjoyed the what all the the guy that plays the piano. He. I forgot what school for the blind he went to. I'd be curious to know. Yeah, cool. yeah the next time he calls in, um, he got, we told him to call in when he can. There'll probably be a couple more days before he'll call back, and we can find out. Okay, that'll be good. Well, huh. I don't... Let's see. Well, I will get some paper out and write your request down, and I'll let John know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get those ready for you, Russ. That sounds like a winner. Well, y'all have a good, uh, happy holidays and everything, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that. And you too. I might be calling you in before. Please do. And uh, y'all take care. You too, Russ. Bye bye. Ready? Merry Christmas. Yeah, same to you. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Seven one four, five four five. Two zero seven one is our number. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You know, some people think I <laughs> I speak in syllables or break it down into oh, combination. Some people think we need to offer the entire phone number. What? How would you do that? Some people don't care, but hmm? how would you do the entire phone number? Seven one four. Five four five two zero seven one, and good. I even said the last two numbers. Oh, that's that's a novelty. <laughs> yes, in some ways it is. It is. Well, you so know, Merry Christmas. I do these run-on. They still call. Somehow they got it figured out by now. Anyway, yeah, Merry Christmas, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> How are we? And it's so nice to know that Santa is. Now going to New Mexico, right? Very nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Mm-hmm. What is your temperature tonight? Fifty-eight. Fifty. Don't know. No, I have no idea. You know. Well, how about I check? Alrighty. Okay, we can do that. And oh. then I've got a bunch of Christmas quotes, and I've got some Christmas information. We're saved by the bell. And stuff like that. There. Hello, you're Arma Patricia. You're saved by a bell. Mm-hmm. All right. Ron. Oh, Ron in Hawaii. Thank you for calling. I want to wish you guys a very merry Christmas. You too, Ron. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Would Would you say it in Hawaiian, please? Merry Kaliki Maha. Oh, it is just so musical, and I cannot do it. Have I'll ho- write it out. I know Hawaii played tonight. Did they win, Rod? I don't. I haven't seen a oh, final yet. Yeah, they won. They won. Okay. See, we know how much Patricia loves sports, so we need to keep her yeah. posted on <laughs> Hawaii football. She adores it, <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Are you um I, having anything special for foods on Christmas? Yeah, but to um. To to um, give all this, uh, all this, um, uncle. Wasn't that fun? Huh? 
Wasn't that fun to hear my uncle Jim? Yeah. You think Patricia was nervous? I don't think so. You think? You, how do you think you ha handled yourself, Patricia? I think I had a good time. Good. I wasn't upset or concerned or anything like that. I just had a good time. Good, good. good. Yeah, I, I, was I did. I, I was, didn't sound like it. No, it sounded fine. I just didn't. I I was there to protect you. You know what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> There's enough space between me and Tampa that. Um, <laughs> I'm safe. Oh, I'm safe. Uh, I want my travel itinerary when we get finished here. Uh, but. So, Ron, have all your daughters coming to visit you for Christmas? What What's the family routine going to be like? They will go to come tomorrow. Tomorrow. Christmas. Well, it's already tomorrow. I know. It's tomorrow already for Patricia, but still today <laughs> for you. Interesting. We're talking all in real time, and there's, and there's a four-hour spread. You know, for, for Patricia, four hours ahead of us, ahead of you, Ron, and you're talking at the same time. Five. More than four hours. Four hours from you. Five. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and two more for me. Three oh hours. well. Well, you no, know. Two more. Two more for me, because I'm in, in central time zone right now. Oh. Boy, oh. I, I know she's gonna be she's gonna be coming to the west pretty soon if she keeps going this way. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Just do it a little bunny hop at a time. And then I I enjoyed Patricia and your mother was. Uh, you enjoyed that? Yeah, my mom. My mom said I'm only gonna do. I had to negotiate with her. She said I'll do twenty <laughs> fifteen minutes. I'll do twenty. I said, you're not going to burn me to steak if I, if I have you do 32. You know, she just laughed. But, you know, my mom wanted to keep it simple. And she's not a night owl to begin with, so. Oh, really? Oh, so she really did a sacrifice for us. But she cooked all day, and she went to church, and I caught her at the time when she, her, and she was on the computer checking all her emails and Facebook and uh -huh. stuff like that. So you caught her in a weak moment. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. That's good. You know. That so. is good. And and then hearing um hearing um Jim was very warm and yep. Talking to Jim tonight with with fun. I think that was a surprise for everybody because we haven't heard from him since he moved moved for the rehab place. So I was really surprised when he called me and and he said. Wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas, and I want you to record a station for Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> that is so nice. Gosh, with all that's on his plate, and he's still thinking of other people. Uh-huh. You, you are very high on so many people, with Patricia. It is, you know. Yeah, you do. You are. He's even kind of a... You know, you realize how, how much you love Patricia by so many family members yeah. out there? Yeah. He's right. Yeah. You are loved. <laughs> Thank you. You are. You well, are. Thank you. I mean, really, it, it, it's a very nice feeling. I get emails and, yeah, you know, with really nice messages, and it, it's, it's nice. It, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. She is a friend. We, we, we got some, uh, I, sent, I sent you a note from somebody who loves listening to us on the uh, 
on the replay from his job at Universal Studios. So I thought that was fun. That is or that is correct. Yeah, Remington. So uh-huh. Remington Combs. So Remington, if you're listening to us on the replay in 10 days, Merry Christmas, you know, even though when you hear us. And so, thank, well, you, thank you for sending me email. I, that just made my week. Yeah, yeah. I think we also have somebody at Paramount Studio, too. So well, I guess we're very popular <laughs> in, the, in the movie colony, Patricia. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is, this is <laughs> <good>. You're very <laughs> popular. This is good. This is good. Well, anyway, I want to clear up. And, um, listen to you guys. Alright, Vaughn. Merry Christmas. I hope Gail, I hope Gail has a good time cooking for everybody tomorrow. Well, they're going to let you cook. You're going to cook, right? You're going to cook for the entire family tomorrow, right, Vaughn? They're going to have a couple of eggs. Eggs and bread. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to eat yeah. instead. If it's left up to Ron, they're having delivered pizza. I like that. Oh! Spaghetti, is that okay? I like spaghetti. Okay, we can have homemade right. delivered spaghetti, Patricia. We can we can do that. Yeah. I think the pizza place will deliver spaghetti too. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Hey, by the way, I didn't realize you were um, in rehab. I guess you were. You, you did spend some time with Patricia. Yeah. Rehab. Too much. Huh? Too much time. Too much. How much yeah. time do you spend? Well, um, on the on the first trip it was a couple of weeks. On the second trip, it was a couple of weeks, <laughs> and on the third trip, it was about a week. Oh, well, maybe a little bit longer than a week. So, so uh, no, it, it was not a pleasant experience. I spent um, a month. Uh, let's see. One week at the hospital and two weeks at rehab. Uh-huh. And I, I, don't, like, I don't like rehab. You don't like rehab either. Oh. I think we got a movement. The anti-rehab family here, you know? Yeah. I think, well, I'm not really Jim. anti-rehab. I am anti-rude people. I am <laughs> anti-incompetence. I am anti-not... A clean room. I, uh, you know, there there are many things that I am anti. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me? Are you picky? You don't like you don't like staying in a you, dirty room. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. <laughs> no, I would prefer a clean room in a in a healthcare facility. <laughs> it just just Gosh, seems like a natural expectation. Guys, you have a high exp- you have a high uh, level of expectation, my dear. You know? If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Well, two weeks is a long enough time, Ron. And gosh, you have done so extraordinarily well. I, I am just so pleased that you have been able to recover so much. And um, we're, we're always so happy when you call in. Well, I'm happy when I get to call in. When I get to call in. Because it's makes me grateful that I'm alive. 
That's one thing. Yeah. That's one thing you, you still have on is your sense of humor. Oh yes. Oh you my know. goodness. Oh my more common sense which I lost. Yeah. Well. But anyway, bye bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas, Ron. And how are you? Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Merry Christmas, and how are you? Oh, perfect. Thank you. Your, your Spanish is doing very well. I'm proud of you, Ron. By the way, I won't get to... I gotta talk to you all because you can send me something personally. Okay. Okay? No problem, Ron. I'll put you on my list. Right. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Bye. Thank bye you, bye. Ron. Good night. Bye bye. Bye. I have to go get. I'm gonna have to get a list. You know. Let's see here. How am I gonna do this? Family, somebody call that way and put you in. You can talk to Patricia for two seconds, and I can write all this stuff down. Cause my brother is on the other side. So you know. Well, some, I should have done it for you, and so, I can still do it. Okay. Well, rush one. Right. Rush one. Family theater. The Little okay. Angel. Miracle which, which show? Mir uh, the, the Littlest Angel. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. He wants the Miracle on 34th Street. Mm hmm He wants Dragnet, the Little Baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Ron wants me to call him back. So that's, that, that's my <laughs> way. <laughs> I, I can handle this. <laughs> <laughs> and for Ron... <laughs> Okay, call back now. All Do right. it now. Okay. All right, caller. You're on the air with Patricia. Merry Christmas, Patricia. Oh. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm enjoying my beautiful Yankee candle that my boss gave me for Christmas, and the house smells so beautiful now. Oh. <laughs> I love those oh. candles. That's what, that's what Kim Bragg gave Patricia was a Yankee candle. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't you love them? Yeah. It just... Oh, I do, and I got lilac in the box, and I'm so eager to smell it. There's the scent. A Yankee Candle has some wonderful scents, and they never, they never mess around. If if you ordered lilac, that's what you're going to get. Lovely, lovely. I just. Um... It is. So, have you decided, um, Shanti? Please tell people who you are and where you are. Okay, I am Shanti from San Diego, California, and it's 54 degrees. It's pretty warm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're kidding. I, you know, and we actually, uh, we were supposed to get a bigger storm system down here, but I, I think Walden and Larry and John took all of our rain, so we didn't get any. <laughs> typical. Just blame, all, blame the guys, right? Yeah, the guy, you guys. Yeah, yeah blame the guys, Shanti. Yeah, yeah. We, so we... convenient. <laughs> But we did get a little. It's so convenient to do that. This little hail cloud flew by, dropped a few stones, and left. <laughs> and we really wow. We we poor guys always get picked on by the girls. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that you earned it. <laughs> Who me? <laughs> guys get all the tamales and the ham and the scalloped potato. I'm gonna be right over there. Please do. <laughs> then there's some one o'clock tamales, Auntie. So put that on the list, you know. Oh, and I want some enchiladas, too. Oh, well, well, my brother, he woke up early because he had to go to work tonight at 9 o'clock. 
So he woke up at 7. He had it ready to go for mom. And then, now, is this called uh, being well well fed and taken care of by mom and dad? Uh, he, he always takes a lunch to work, and he they unloaded the tons of enchiladas. So it'll be interesting to see if there's anything left over to them all, or did my brother eat it all? He probably will eat it all. He probably will. <laughs> Okay, now, my my burning question, I'm so glad you called. My burning question is, are you going to allow yourself a break from your rigid diet and have some traditional foods? Probably. The answer is yes. Probably. <laughs> oh, well, it's closer than last week. Most likely, right. yeah. I, I've, you know, Most I haven't likely. been too rigid. I've been, yes. you know... But and, I mean, that's, that's something you can always pick well, back up. Just think of it this and, way, Shanti. I mean, if you, whatever you, you know, if you lost a pound this week, you, you can eat it all back in one week. So, it all, you know, it's a zero-sum game. Look at it that way. I'm everybody else. I bought cookies, and I'm giving them to everybody. <laughs> one for you, okay. one for me. Okay. One, is it one for you, one for me? Is that how that works? Or? Well, no, so far I haven't had one cookie. Oh. Girl. The count is according to Laurel and Hardy. One for you, one for me. Two for you, one, two for me. Yeah. Three for you, one, two, three for me. And uh, I think that's a good system. Okay, now what kind of cookie did he buy, Shanti? Let's see. Oh, I found some really nice German cookies. Uh, oh, what kind? What kind? The little spice cookies. Oh. These had cream in them. I thought, oh, that's a cute oh, little thing. Oh, my goodness. And they were they were on sale half price, so I grabbed some of those. Way to go! They, Way to go! That's a twofer. <laughs> they also had the half price uh, shortbread, the English shortbread cookies, and I grabbed some of those. Wow! Where did you find these? The Vermont Country Store. The, normally, their stuff is pretty pricey. Yes. If you grab them after they're trying to clear them out, you get them for a reasonable price. Ah, that's one of Falden's favorite places to visit. Yeah. I, I like to. I've never bought anything because I look at the prices. But I said, "Wow! If I ever had any extra money, these should be like you know they sell the the luxury the lux soap from the forties with the forties wrapper." I thought that'd be a great Christmas gift if I gave somebody a luxury and and one of those old fashioned looking lux soap bars, you know. Yeah, check but, out the clearance every once in a while when they're clearing it out uh-huh. for to make a. Fresh batch, you can get at half price. That's a great idea, Shanti. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. remember, sweetheart soap, Patricia, the the heart, yeah. whole heart shape. Uh-huh. They had it for a while, but they don't have it anymore. So I grabbed some, and it was fun. It was fun to have it, but I should have saved a bar just for posterity because you can't get it now. No, no, you cannot. When did they go either out of business or stop manufacturing it? Oh, that's a good question. I'll have to look that up later. <laughs> Walden, she's volunteering. Oh. I did not hear. Look it up. I'll wait. <laughs> no, I'll look it up. I, you know, Shanti's a good soul. What can I say? You know, she, she is. She's right. a good now, soul. Just because she's so wonderful, I'm going to do that while we're talking. <laughs> and let me see. Sweetheart soap. Well, you know, you, okay, well, you inspired me. You guys are talking about rehab. It's like I'm thinking in this country we have no excuse for having uh, less than up our rehab condition. We should have, yeah. we are so blessed many, we should have the best hospital care, the best rehab care, we should have the best, just because, 
were fortunate to have the resources to do it. So absolutely, you know, so many of you this year have experienced rehab. Yes, fortunately, and including my mother, my brother, and it's not a pleasant experience because, yeah, as you say, you know, no privacy. It's really not that clean, and uh, if you don't have somebody running back and forth washing your clothes for you, you, you lose them. Because I, I did that for my, my, when I was married, I did that for my husband. When he was in rehab, I took mm-hmm. clothes. Even when he was in the hospital, I would go back and forth and do, wore myself out <laughs> doing his laundry. laundry and all that other I had, making Yeah, I had nobody to do that, so I trusted the laundry for it. And I had gone from emergency room to hospital to rehab, nothing in between. And the only thing I had were the clothes that I came into the emergency room with. And I kept saying, where are my clothes? Where are my clothes? Oh, <laughs> and I finally, said, I finally nailed three people and said, here is a list of everything that's missing. And if I don't get some clothes today, I'm calling the administrator. I mean, how, much, how much, Good. many days can you get out of clothes when you're going to the rehab, you know, the physical therapy area, you'd have the room by yourself. And I was getting close to that. <laughs> but you're right with the clothes. They they tend to disappear. Yeah, it's just, it's lack of, it, they just don't care. They, and there's yeah. no excuse for that. There really isn't. I mean, it's, you know, there's just no excuse for it. We, we sh- you know, a rehab yes. center should be a really healthy, pleasant efficient mm-hmm. place but unfortunately yes. in this and country and it should be more than 45 minutes of physical therapy a day. Is, it, is it because there's no standardization i'm just throwing this out for food for thought patricia i think it's greed what do you think, you think yeah, it's greed? There, yeah there are basic requirements and facilities can do them marginally others can do them very well and others set standards for themselves with additional services i wasn't fortunate enough to be in one of them but oh my oh my the first one was dreadful yeah my husband was in one of the better ones and even then it just didn't really smell that great and the people were great but you know no privacy um Mm -hmm. he he didn't like it there so yeah it's you know we need to get less greedy and more um, more caring. And I don't know, it's going to take divine intervention, I think. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, then can we have her on our presidential team? I think that's a great idea. Yes, I'm... Walden's going to run for president, <laughs> and I want to be his vice president. And Walden for president. we'll put you in charge of health and human services. How's that? Okay, there you go. All right, put it oh, down. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to get elected. Yes. <laughs> We just got to raise a few dollars, you know, it's just, you know, that's all. Um, we got to raise... I look pathetic. I look pathetic enough from my <laughs> dreadful summer that if I stand on the corner with a cup, I think people would... Donate. Put some goodies in it, yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing amazingly well. I mean, gosh, as sick as you were this summer and you drove oh, all the way to me. Alabama, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. amazing. That's just... I, I tried twice to kill myself. <laughs> now, yeah, now, can you, t- now we have you on the air. Are you going to tell the family in great detail what happened to you on Thursday? No. no. <laughs> we don't want to be traumatized. I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> 
Well, you put it. I'll think about it. Well, you put it. Well, you put it in your in your autobiography. Yeah, I probably would. Okay, okay. So is that good? Because by the time it's published, I'll be dead, and nobody will care. <laughs> was it weather related? Unfortunately, no. Oh, but it was strictly Patricia related. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. And I really could have caused a mess, but I didn't. Well, let's put it this way: she hasn't been in Alabama in a while, so it's just a foreign state. That's all. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Yeah, they've got such. I told you to have a safe trip, Patricia. <laughs> Listen, I came out of it alive. I think that's about as safe as anybody could get. Um, <laughs> I don't know about the other people, but <laughs> I probably scared the dickens out of them. Oh, my goodness. But other okay, than that, okay, okay. May I, may, may I ask? And you can say no. Sure. Sure. Did it take you more than a night? I don't night? have to answer, but... No. Did it take you more than a night hour that we were planning on you to make the trip? Yes. Okay. Did it take, get, can I play high or low? Or uh, uh, yes, that's all I'm getting here. It, yes, it, it took a lot longer than nine hours. Did it take more than ten? Well, let me think. About ten hours, yeah. See, you were hungry, that's why. See, that's, you, I was. you were hungry. And you've been in the car all day. And yeah, and and you didn't stop for a meal. Yeah, and tisk tisk. And you did. And, and you were yeah. you were in a new area. And you never been to the well. And you never been yes, to the. That's where I that's that's where I caused my catastrophe because I did drive to a new area. <laughs> I shot past. I did not say shot past. The the traffic was pretty heavy, and the glare from the headlights coming to me was really disturbing and um, I'm going to go see my eye doctor and say what the heck did you do to my eyes this last time but anyway my, my benchmarks one of them is a huge water tower with the name of the football team the, the university football team on it and I said okay I, I can watch for that and then I know you know how many traffic lights I have to go well they don't light it at night oh how I didn't even see it. it yeah didn't even see it, so I kept going, and I'm thinking, well, you know, there, there are stretches here, and I didn't see the landmark. I'm 35 miles toward Montgomery. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Then maybe later I'll tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> but, okay. Do we need to get Patricia a GPS system for Christmas yeah, someday? I think Santa you know, she's, bring you a she's got one, and I'm, I'm just punching myself in the nose. I didn't connect it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a, this is a place I've been so many times. Okay. Will you do? Yeah. Will you do us and the family a favor? Sure. Connect you, your GPS. Well, yeah. Connect the GPS before you go home. We want your well, home safe. I don't know safe. how to go home. I just we want know how to live when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what? What? What would you like me to do? We would like you to be alive when you get home. That's right. <laughs> oh, so would I. So, so please, I. please turn it on. Please turn it on. Even though you know how to get there, you know, because you might, yeah. you might, you might decide to, you know, people watch or something. You know, it's amazing what happens to us in even in familiar areas. We think, oh, I know the place like the back of my hand, and then something will distract you or something. The moon is in a certain phase. Well, 
something just goes wrong. And yeah. you're like, Darn. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, a good, my, that's a good reason. My mother, my 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 wonderful mother, is not blessed with a sense of direction. Um, and she has to use landmark to get herself even home. Mm-hmm. And for years. Uh, she knew how to get home because she had to make a, I think it was a right-hand turn with a certain house with a tree with a bird in it. Yes. And they cut the tree down, didn't they? No, they did something worse. She missed it because they moved the house. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> I used to have a gas station, a mobile gas station, uh-huh. as my landmark to turn right. Uh-huh. And I wound up down at Barnes & Noble about mile down the road and then I you know, saw Barnes and Noble and I knew I had overshot that runway and I came back and they had bulldozed the gas station. Yeah. So is that my is that my fault or their fault? Exactly. That's the problem with landmarks and yeah. that's why I, I use a GPS now because darn those landmarks they disappear sometimes. They do and it did. And gee whiz. Gee whiz, you know? Whiz, indeed. Gee whiz, yes. But this one was indeed my fault. Well, no, I think the, the transportation department contributed to it. I would prefer to think of it that way. And the heavy traffic. And heavy traffic, yes. Fortunately, I, I was in an area that was virtually desolate, so the traffic was kind of thin. It wasn't all coming up the state highway. Okay, darn. Most of, most of the, the holiday traffic. What, the weather okay? When you were driving Thursday, was it not overcast, or was it pretty decent weather? I'm ashamed to tell you, it was fine. I can't even blame it on the weather. Do <laughs> you want to know what I did? I'm only, and I don't force you to do anything against your will. No, we're not going to force okay. you. No. Okay, then you, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can, Oh, gee whiz. You know, your family loves you, so whatever, if you want to keep that to the day you die, that's fine. But, you know, it'd be part <laughs> I of... I almost did. <laughs> I could have. Except I picked the right place to go off the road, which is what I did. Oh. <laughs> and the transportation department. I, I need to explain this, don't I? I think, it's one, <laughs> I think it's wonderful to have it mystery. That way people can speculate. We can have a new contest. You want to speculate <laughs> what Patricia did on Thursday, email it to her at floridawriter at hotmail.com. This will they be better a, email it to you at Walden Hughes at yesterday yesterdayusa.com. They better email it to you because I might delete them. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. So this is good. We can have a contest yeah. uh, and just take shots at what Patricia did. <laughs> and how. The how part is really good. She went to a tissue oil factory and it had too much car- caramel on Thursday and that's why she got lost. That's what really happened. I, I didn't know it. So what are you two girls doing tomorrow, <laughs> later today? I don't know. I don't know. We've got some gifts here. Oh, good. And, yeah, I got here on Wednesday night, Walden, or Thursday night. Wednesday, I guess I came. Thursday, I thought. When, when was the 22nd? I am so messed up here. Uh, um, that was Thursday. Yeah, the, yeah, the 22th was Thursday, so I came up on Thursday, and mm-hmm. Barbara's sitting here 
you know, she's been saying for months, oh, you're going to love it. Oh, it's something you've always wanted. And, and I walked in the door and put my suitcases down, and she said, open your present, open your present. <laughs> I said, okay, let's open a present, and we did. And what she got me is the most, the cutest life-size cat that purrs and meows, and if you tickle her under her chin, she'll go, she'll sigh. It is just a wonderful wow. gift, and I've, I really love kitties. Oh. But, you know, in an apartment and schlepping Cleaning the kitty cat. litter and Good. stuff like that up and downstairs. You know, we're, we're talking 20 well, pounds sometimes. And perfect I'm not, for you. I'm not doing that well on the stairs. Hmm? That's perfect for you. No, none of that litter box stuff. It is. It is. I know, and, and I don't have to buy food. She doesn't need to eat. Yeah. Are you going to name it? Yes. Okay. That will, I already did. Did that be a secret? No. Okay. You have to ask me. Oh, you have to have her meow for us one day. That's true. Oh, I would be delighted to do that. It really is cute, and it does sound just like a cat. It's, it's oh. a genius oh. piece of work. I don't know how they did it, but Where did she you know, if you that? yeah, if you hit um, the right spots, she'll meow, and other places she'll so purr. Oh. <laughs> yes, and her name is Kitty. Oh. K-I-P-P-Y? K-I-P-T-Y, like kitty cat. Yes. Kitty, oh. Like Miss Kitty. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Miss Kitty. That's, well, that's good. Miss Kitty, I like that. She hasn't been with me long enough to get accustomed to her name yet, so <laughs> sure, I could do that. She'll get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get used to it, but it really is the cutest thing. It, it is just so perfect. So, and, and she doesn't shed. Oh, that's, that's the best. No sneezing. <laughs> you don't have to vacuum. No, no, nothing. No, I think the kitty litter is the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you bring books I, I with bring you? I bring groceries up in shift. Hmm? Did, did you bring books with you? Oh, I brought my nook. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, so I'm I'm reading that. Okay. Um, I, I told your mom that I was rereading the, um, the documentation or the, the memories of... What would you call them? It's not. It's not really. I guess documentation is pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, a person who was named by other people in the White House, Colonel, Colonel Cook, and he put out in 1912 recollections of five individual presidential administrations, starting with Abraham Lincoln. And the impeachment of Andrew Johnson and two terms with General Grant. And it is just a fascinating peek behind the doors and especially with the families. And, it, it, you know, from 1912, and it is just so delightful to be able to dip into history. So I, I had to admit to your mom, Walden, that I went back to reread most of General Grant oh, because that, I had not, yeah, that, I had not. And that, and that was a major topic for two nights ago. She was having trouble with Grant, too. Really? Yeah. No, I, I, not, not so much. I know that she was disturbed by the number of um, scandals and challenges that Grant faced. Well, and he wasn't part of any no, of them. No, he wasn't. It just happened in his cabinet. And, but she, she, know, she had no point because, I mean, part of it, because she spent so much on the Civil War and so much mm -hmm. in America. She 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 didn't have a, a, a grasp of all the names and everything, so it was like, 
a lot of yeah. new territories you're going through. So, right, yes, uh, and uh, I didn't recognize most of the names yeah. either. Hamilton yeah. Fish I recognized because his, I guess it would be his great-grandson. Right. Um, his, his son, his grandson, and his great-grandson, and his great-grandson represented New York for, you know, a section of New York for, for many years. You know what Hamilton so those, Fish, you know what the best thing he left for America? The, the, the senior one. The, the number one. No. Is that what you're talking? No, I'm talking about the one that was there from the 20s, 30s, 40s, probably even longer. The 1920s through the 40s and 50s. And what he did? Yeah, for America. For, huh. I don't know. He did leave a, an extraordinarily large parcel of the Hamilton Fish Estate in my area where where I lived last before we moved down here mm -hmm. and it, it became Harriman Park it was so big it actually became a, a park and that was one of the I guess that would be the third Hamilton fish who did that so that's my that's the extent of my my knowledge of any philanthropy or oh, the, stuff that what he, he created what, and, what he created and pushed through Congress with the with the the soldiers walking in Arlington Cemetery that was his idea, you know the the unknown soldiers, when uh -huh. we have the the, the armed guard the, the guard twenty four hours a day, and they walk yes. back and forth by twenty one feet is exactly, that was Hamilton Fish's idea. My goodness, how precision minded. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, Shanti, that that is. A good question for you. Now, Walden remembers all of these really terrific things that people did for the country, and even more impressive is that he remembers all of the names. Oh my gosh! You got in your yeah in your time. Have you always lived in California? Yes. Okay. So, in memory, is there a person who did many good things for California whom you remember? Oh, man, no. <laughs> History was one of my weakest subjects. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, we man. It, 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 it could include someone today. It doesn't have to be yesterday or 100 years ago. For California. God. Yeah. You know, that's I, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. How about your neck of the woods? Is there somebody, that, a really nice philanthropist, that helped out in the community that you grew up with or... Uh, in the, the school I mean, that you work for, who, a politician, who, somebody yeah. who donated a lot of money, somebody who did something really nice that have benefited the, the people that lived in, in your area. Oh, gosh. You know, um, I honestly don't know of any particular program that, you know, or any particular uh, bequest or anything like that. Uh -huh. um, I just, I'm aware of, the only thing I've been aware of are, like, the scholarships that are available, um, which I think are kind of nice. There's, like, a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a Friends of San Diego, um, and I, I don't even remember who the people are, but they're a, a group of people who gather funds and uh, provide scholarships for students. Yep, very nice. That's what, a good one. What about the school? That's a good what about one. the school that you work for? Anything it's known for? Anything with any, any well-known uh, personality? Anything like that? 
I don't know about personalities, <laughs> <laughs> but there are. Uh, we do have some pretty good programs uh, on campus because we do have a lot of uh, students who are. Uh, some of them are homeless, and uh-huh. a lot of them are very just very poor. Yeah. We uh, uh, the, the uh, business department has put together a thrift store where they can go get clothes. And if when we, if anyone else buys clothes, the funds go to provide uh, supplies for them. And uh, the mental health department on campus gathers donations for hygiene kits, which I think is really cool. That's great. And I've done that. I've donated cases of deodorant and stuff like that when, uh-huh. when I worked for a cosmetic place. And... Um, and they have a food bank on campus, which I think is just really wonderful. They, it's you know, it's it's very much needed, and mm-hmm. and the students really uh, they really appreciate it. So, um, that those those are good programs. That, that, yeah, those are yeah. all uh, group effort. No particular person, but I'm sure yeah. the ideas germinated yeah. in certain people's heads. Sure. So. And I should have broadened my question because you are right. Some of the neatest things are done by grassroots groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, the only group I can think of is, like, the Toys for Tots mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. That, that goes on. We love Toys for Tots. So widespread. Mm-hmm. I was getting all teary-eyed listening to you uh, interviewing the... Um, the Colonel. The yeah, Colonel. Colonel. Oh, yeah. yes. Because that was the last thing my dad did before he died was he hosted and arranged, he, he organized a, an event. And, wow. Oh, gosh. What a and, fond memory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he a you, your dad must have been quite a guy from loving all the music they, and accepting your guy's music to doing that. Those are pretty nice traits that, that your dad had. Yeah, he was, he was quite an individual. He, um, he, he did, after we left, you know, after the nest was empty and he yeah. retired, he just really got into the, the Toys for Tots and other programs for kids. And, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that was so cool. Super one to be involved in. Yeah. They so, just do so much for so many kids. So did you call your uncle back this morning? Did we find out what he wanted? What What did we... Yes, he wants his cookies. And <laughs> <laughs> said, don't eat my cookies, for God's sake. Don't eat my cookies. <laughs> I said, okay. You can have your cookies, and he says, "Okay, I'll take you to church just for that." So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I missed a piece of that conversation from you, Shanti, because I'm oh. sitting here with my phone, and I pushed the wrong button. Oh, it was funny. And I'm so glad that I got back. We were talking uh, late earlier this afternoon with John and Larry and Walden, and I was saying, "Well." I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow because I haven't heard from my uncle, so I guess I'll eat his cookies. And just as I said that, my cell phone rang. Oh. <laughs> and it was my <laughs> uncle. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, gee. That's funny. So I said, that is funny. He said, don't eat my cookies. They're my cookies. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. You bought them, didn't you? <laughs> I got more coming. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Yummy. So I, when I say you bought them, I, I was hoping that he would share them at least. Oh, he, he, I'm sure he'll share some. It's a pretty good size. Well, one. see, you could, you could pre-share and just keep half. Pre-share. Yeah, that's pretty good. I almost did because it's, it's quite a selection <laughs> in there, and they're all pre 
everyone is individually wrapped, so he'd never know. Wow. <laughs> there you go. That's a good deal. Boy, did you get the right ones. <laughs> so are I'll you, give uh, you my address. So are you going to eat, eat dinner with, with, the, with that side of the family then tomorrow, Shanti, or what the... Uh... Probably. Uh-huh. I, I doubt that he's just going to take me to church and then drop me back off. Okay. <laughs> have some, some dinner, maybe a tamale. I don't know. We'll see if she they got some. <laughs> well, maybe who and, and you're going to treat yourself. I know it. Yeah, I'm going to treat myself um, later on this week after the Christmas crush is over. Then I, I can go pick some up without too too long a line, and I'll get treat myself to a tamale. <laughs> well, I will let you guys carry on and. I'm going to try and get some sleep. Okay, Shanti. Hope your ankle feels better. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know? Enjoy kitty. (laughs) (laughs) My kitty. Yes, I will. I'm I'm already doing it. You know, I I sit with Barbara and I put her on my lap and she just... (laughs) Aww. (laughs) It's really cute. So it it won't be alive, but then I don't have to empty a litter box. So I think this is quite acceptable. Oh yeah, definitely. It's an Android. Jesus. An Android. <laughs> just about. You're right. Just about. <laughs> so yeah, I'm having a good time, and I hope you have a wonderful time with your family tomorrow. Thank you, thank you, and you have a wonderful and time too, both of you. Okay, Shanti. Thank you, and thank you for calling in, Shanti. Okay, bye-bye. Get some sleep. All right. Bye. All right. 714-545-2071 if the family checks in. You did it. You did it. You did the whole thing. Oh, see, I, I'm improving. After 50 years, I'm improving because of Patricia. <laughs> you're, you're just weary of being picked on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. Oh, my goodness. You poor kid. You, know? you, you do it so you do it with so much finesse and yeah. class. Oh, then you forgot the numbers again. <laughs> you know, you know. I am just so kind and so gentle. You are. And you keep talking, and I just say two o seven one. And you told me it's. It, I can't remember the term. Is it loud man over La- or loud man? Loud man win. Win. Okay, uh-huh. there. So I have to speak really loud to beat you because you've got all of this wonderful equipment over there. So maybe people don't even hear it. Maybe that, maybe that's what we should do in 2017. Oh, you have the equipment, and I'll be your guest. How's that? Hello? Who is this? <laughs> Who is this? Creating chaos in my life, and it's not even there yet. Are you, oh, are you telling me you like the setup at the moment, huh? I do all the buttons, Correct. and you like to Correct. be the guest, huh? Okay. You're clairvoyant, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, got it. you got it just right. Just right. Oh. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, so, you, what is your neighborhood doing this year? Um, It was it was wonderful when we were dropping off gifts to the different neighbors, and one is still waiting one having a kitchen remodel after four months, the appliances are not in, so he was thrown at the kitchen, laid out. He said, don't ever hire Home Depot. You know, that was, a, that was his Christmas of life to us. And, Ooh. Oh, yeah. And another one had his pot belly still going in the garage, and he was burning wood chips. 
wood chips in the in the, in the uh, sm fire, so that was fun to uh -huh. smell that. And he's also the one uh, traditionally has um, he was the our friend that was for C Candy, and he is he was like head of con uh, head of contracting. Mm -hmm. So they would build stores, and so a lot of times the guys uh, would bring their cranes and different things to his house and start decorating the trees outside and different things. So this year, his son Mark was putting up the lights because then he's now retired. And so he was putting up the lights and he was on a sh on a small side of the roof, and he started to get attacked by bees, and he so he jumped off the roof to get to miss oh all the all the bees attack. So yeah, so that that was a that was sort of an adventure this year of decorating the uh, Christmas lights outside. That's really scary. Was yeah. he okay? Yeah. coming down from the roof. Yep, but he got several bee stings. That's why he decided to better jump. Yeah. So. And oh, gee, what a choice. We yeah, you know, we've break been your ankle or, or get stung in the face. Yep. So we've oh, been oh, our house okay. Our house has been uh yeah, good far so far Mark's been good shape. I'm glad to hear that. But mm -hmm. our house has been a bit of chaos because we've been having some leaks. We're we're, we're putting up a roof on the house until we're halfway done. And my dad and brother and Mark cross the street help dad I'm gonna put a, a new roof on, mm -hmm. and but sometime when my dad was feeling too well, Mark would be up there by himself, and Mark this is the first time he ever put a roof on, so oh, he geez. made he made a mistake or two, and so water was coming through hot and heavy this week. Oh, boy. So we had buckets oh, and things, boy. and so because things are scattered, we don't have our traditional Christmas tree out. So, mom, last year when we were in the same predicament. One mom's wonderful friend said, you don't have a Christmas tree? So she went and bought Charlie Brown Christmas tree at um, Hallmark. So we've been putting up Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It's our main Christmas tree so far. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. So, so we got some candy tucked away for mom for the mall. And... We're having my aunt and uncle, my dad's sister and brother-in-law, um, mm -hmm. at one o'clock for dinner, and that will be honey baked ham. Frank and Bobby Brzee sent honey baked ham to us, so we're having that for mm -hmm. dinner. So that is the, that's what's on the schedule for the neighborhood so far that I know of, my dear. Excellent. Mm -hmm. You've really got a very nice neighborhood. I do. Great neighbors. Goodness. I do. I do. It's Good stuff. I lived in two places since 1969, and it's pretty much been that way. And maybe partly my folks being very outgoing, my dad and things being very outgoing. Maybe because a lot of people lived in, it's been stable, as you pointed mm -hmm. out. And several, several people came from the Midwest, so it might be a Midwest thing. I don't know. It very well could be. Could Midwesterners be. are known, and I've never spent any time in the Midwest, but repeatedly will read or hear about the the warmth and the hospitality of people in the Midwest. 
Absolutely. It's true. Hmm. It's true. Does anybody want us? They all want us, you know? Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> want <laughs> us enough to pick up the phone and call. I don't know. We could we could take a break for a few minutes if you want. Oh we well, first, first of all, I guess we better find out your schedule. It was so, but Trisha and I are so off kilter because she's in a <laughs> different time zone. And mm -hmm. are you are you expected to be up at a certain hour tomorrow? What do we what do we oh, know boy, about? I hope not. I hope <laughs> not. I'm still, still dragging my little bunnies from. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm waking up before. I'm falling asleep on the couch first, uh -huh. which is fine. I really like <laughs> falling asleep on a couch. When I wake up, if I get up to go to bed, I'm up. So I just stay there. But not enough hours, so I'm still kind of pooped. So, okay. no, I, I do not and will not <laughs> be told what time I have to get up tomorrow. Um, so I so, guess and, and we don't have anything special planned. Okay. So Which is I nice. Guess that's very nice. So how long should we go with you before I put you to bed? Oh, oh, anytime. Anytime. When you say, okay, good night, then that's fine. Well, I can go all night. You know that. I can stay forever. Oh, wait a minute. I, um, no, I can't stay forever. <laughs> and neither can you. You you need sleep, too. I'm feeling fine, actually. I'm just a little hungry, but I thought I'd go put a little music or mm. put something on and grab, and grab a little quick snack. So that, that would be fine. That would be fine by me. Okay, so how long of a break should we take? You've got the buttons. But you're my co-host. <laughs> but you're you are the leader of the pack. But I don't do anything with I don't do anything without you. <sighs> well, we, we have I can't a, do anything. I can't do anything without you. Your turn. We ha we we're a symbiotic relationship here. This is true. Can you spell symbiosis? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> this is funny. Well, oh my goodness. Should we do five, ten, fifteen minutes maybe, then come back and we'll regroup and figure out what we want to do? Sure. Okay. We'll play some Charlie Brown Christmas music. <laughs> that that would be fine. But and, before we go, yeah. I did find Sweetheart Soap. Ah. And the company that manufactured it. The company that manufactured it was the Manhattan Soap Company. And they sold out or they were acquired by Purex, the laundry detergent right. people, in 1956. So I don't know if Purex went ahead and continued to manufacture it for a while. They might have. Sort of samples and things. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But anyway, it was, it was a place called the Manhattan Soap Company. Located in on... In Brooklyn, New York. Gee. I did not um, get a giggle out, Patricia. She didn't pay any attention to me. No, I'm concentrating. Me. Oh, Walden, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was lovable. Thank you, adorable. Yes. Yes. And I believe Ron in Hawaii is irresistible. He is. is that, it, that is okay. Ralph and Cuddles. Hey, yeah, and Ralph in, Cuddles. Ha Ralph in Hawaii. You know, our family. Yes, he is with his daughter, yeah. and they're there for five weeks. Is that moving in or is that a vacation? I don't know. I think it's a test run. Yeah. 
I bet I bet Ralph and Tony are a lot of fun to have a house guest. What do you think? You know, I I have to believe that. Yeah. I have to believe that. Tony sent some pictures uh-huh. from places they were at, uh-huh. and Ralph is eating a dessert that looks like part of the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> it's enormous, and he's enjoying himself. And Tony is so sweet, and she's got this dynamite smile that lights up everything. So I think they're having a good time. I'm glad. Oh, I am too. I'm and glad. as Ralph said, he's, he claims he's 82. I can't believe that. But um, I have to because that's what he said. Yeah. And he's, you don't have an opportunity to do this too many times when you get to my age. And actually, nobody has any guarantee that nope. we will get any older than we are right now. So I'm just so delighted that they were able to take advantage of the opportunity and they're spending enough time there to really enjoy the island and the culture and all of the things that come along with visiting a new area. They might have a special daughter who wants to have her, her folks over for five weeks. That's very, that's a that very nice. Is. <clears throat> Ralph said that uh, she provided the transportation. Yeah. And uh, so that that is really neat, and they love their kids. Yeah. It just it just comes over that they are a very warm and loving family. Absolutely, good and people. And yours too, and yep. yours too. Yep. We're, we're, my goodness. We're boys. My goodness. Okay. Well, you take whatever breaks you want. Do you okay. want me to hang up or hang on? Up to you. I will hang on. Okay. Because there's another person in the in the ringy dingy area so oh. i will hang on i'll put on mute i'll okay. go make some coffee okay and i'll come back and then wait for you all right my dear here we go everybody we'll be back in a few minutes
least one thing, I know Patricia likes piano music, so that's, that's a good way to keep her occupied when I'm having some summer sausage and stuff like that there. You know? Playing hooky is more like it. Ah. I think we should ah. call, I think we should call Nori out another time. See the guy, see. Oh, please, yes, yes, let's yes. Let's do that. Let's see how they're doing. May have gone to bed, but we're going to find out. Does he travel west to east or east to west? I don't know. We can find out. Okay. I think east to west. The last year he finished up around Hawaii. I think you're right. Hello, Nora Truck Center. This is Mario. How can I help you? Hello there. This is Walden Hughes and Patricia with the Yesterday USA Radio Network. Can we have an update where Santa is? Of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's actually going heading towards Ensenada, Mexico in three minutes. Ah Wow. Boy, he was really traveling. Yep, he goes in zigzags. Now Patricia and I do you think he goes east to west, north, south? What direction does normally Santa goes? Well, the reindeer kinda of fly wherever they they can tell if children are sleeping, so depends on where they go. They'll skip over houses if children aren't sleeping. Oh, so you, does I Santa... I love that response. So That's so, great. So Santa does keep that list. We've been naughty or nice, right? Oh, yes. Oh, that, that helps. So how many packages have Santa delivered so far? Oh, my goodness. It's like a millisecond that it's changed, but gift delivered right now, we're looking at, let's see, million... Add three zeros to that, so six, six million plus three zeros. That's a few. <laughs> <laughs> We're into the billions here. That's right. So four hundred. Oh, he's been a yeah, and the and the little elves make all of these during the year. Yes, we do. Isn't that something? That, and they don't ask for any pay raise. It's just amazing how this thing's all set up, you know. Yeah, we stay awake 24-7 for about a month in December, and then after Christmas is over, we take, like, two weeks of sleep. How about that? This is good. Did you pick this up? I said the elves do this all year, and they make all the gifts, and she said, yes, we do. Yeah, I know. She's, she's quick. What can I say? Yes, yes, the, you are. Who are uh, we talking with, please? What's your first name? Melanie. Melody. And Melanie, thank you so much for doing all of this for our little kids out here. Absolutely, keeping the spirit alive. Now, how many more people are in the call center at this time in the morning for you guys? Ooh, well, it's 121 here, and we have about 24 volunteers here. You don't have any food left over? Are you guys holding out? I mean, they're making sure you guys are fed, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yes. We have okay. snacks, coffee, water, you name it. <laughs> and, and so, how long is, uh, is are you guys the last shift? Where, where are we in terms of the... Uh, of the volunteer staff at the moment. I believe we are the very last ship, yes. Wow. So and where is Santa going to wind up? Where, what is his last stop? Um, the tracker doesn't actually keep that um, on the list. We just track where he was last seen and where he's heading. So what was the most interesting uh, phone call you've gotten so far? Oh, my goodness. Um, it was a little child somewhere in Oregon um, asking where Santa was going to come over and... I said, last seen in your state, but he skipped over you because you weren't sleeping. And he's like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is priceless. You are so quick with the answers for these kids. Are you military, volunteer, civilian? Oh, where, where are you in this group? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, ma'am. I'm in the military. Wow. You are. And which branch? Uh, Army. You're in, and, and you're out there with the Air Force. Where Where are you stationed? Um, I'm in the Army, and we're sta I'm stationed at Fort Carson at this time. Wow. So is this the first year you've done it, Melanie, or have you done it before? No, this is my first year doing it. I plan on coming back. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I say so. You're perfect for the job. Oh. <laughs> my goodness, yes. My goodness, yes. And, and the kids are just, they must be so happy when they get to talk to you. Oh, they are just wonderful kids. Uh. And the parents are thrilled because you're sending them to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. Well, Melanie, I am so happy that we had an opportunity to talk with you. Thank you so much. We're live on a broadcast right now, oh. so you talk to a whole bunch of people. You talk to 117 country, and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and thank you for all the service you've given to our country. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Merry thank you, Melanie. Merry Christmas. And not, o not only for the kids with NORAD, but with the military presence, and we just love you all, and thank you for everything that you're doing. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Boy, she's a keeper. Oh, my goodness, yes. Oh, wow. I want her at my house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is good. Yes, well, he skipped over your house because <laughs> you weren't in bed. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. oh, good stuff. It's been, good it's stuff. been part of a fun tradition, always calling Noriad during Christmas Eve, so... I think and it's we, always fun when we talk with oh these people. Yeah. I, th I think oh, yeah. for all the times that you have dialed NORAD for us, I think yep. Melanie is the Melanie is the winner. So I think far. <laughs> she is the winner. That, that was good. You so, know, if our military, if, if our military uh, have people like her involved, we're in good shape. I'm, I'm glad. We are in great shape. Oh yeah, we are in great shape. Okay. We are now, live. Patricia and I are holding down the fort. We're in, into Christmas Day. And Patricia and I want to wish our family a Merry Christmas and a blessed New Year. And may 2017 be the best year for everybody. Patricia and I included. We want the best <laughs> year possible. We want the best year possible. 2016 has not been kind in a lot of sectors. Yeah. And uh, so we're ready to put people that with microphones. Hmm? We're ready to put that one to bed and take on the next. We and and so are the other. I I am not allowed to use the language that people with the microphones are finding on the <laughs> on the folks they interview. How was 2016? And the worst words you can imagine yeah. came out in these interviews. Not very many of us had a wonderful year, yeah. and I'm hoping that that means all the bad stuff is put to bed, and we're going to have a dynamite year in 17. I believe this wrong theory, when it burns, it pours, so it might as well just get it all uh -huh. done at one time. That's sort of how sure. I look at sure. life. Sure, we've had the flash floods already. We're yeah. just going to kick back and enjoy the rest. Absolutely. So, we are good. We are live at 714. Five four five two zero seven one. I'm feeling fine. Patricia, you know, just sort of, you know, she's hunkering in because she's in a new time zone, a new location, and so I don't know how long much longer we'll have the adorable one. But you can call us if you like. She probably got goodies tucked away, so whatever she decides is good for oh, me. I got loads of stuff. Perfect. Perfect. And I and I could go for a long time because I've got loads of stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, really stuff. Good stuff. Like mistletoe and Christmas trees and stuff like that there. Oh, perfect. I know it. So what are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Teeny, yeah. our little girl in Fibber McGee and Molly. She will say, I know it. I know it. Mm-hmm. And I played the decoration show earlier today, so that's that was our. Uh, oh, you did! Fi- oh yeah. Oh, fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When you say decoration, you mean the the Christmas lights? Uh huh. Yeah. Not how to spell Christmas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blowing oh, out the neighborhood. Oh yeah. That's a good one. You made a great choice. Yeah. They give us so much to choose from. Such a great show. Why? Well, I have an email. Hmm? Why the Christmas all-time radio show? Works so well for the holiday. It just does. It's just, maybe it's a, it's, it's, a, it's true. It's a nostalgic look back upon mm-hmm. a, a gentler time, and it's just there's a wonderful re- symbiotic relationship. Even though I have no idea how to spell that word, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think for that word, just being able to pronounce it is good enough. Thank you, my dear. You're quite welcome, uh, and and I agree. People are. Not everyone, and, and it's certainly not as pronounced today, to have yeah. this, the Christmas spirit. When they start selling Christmas toys in September, it's a little hard to get worked up mm-hmm. in November or December because you're, you know, it's, it's just overwhelming mm-hmm. by that time. But the Christmas shows represent the times, as you said, that Christmas was such a special holiday and I think the actors and actresses just threw their hearts and souls into the Christmas shows because they were important to them as well. Yeah, great point. What do you think? Great point. And I think the scripts are so well written. They are. They are. They are. They must have worked on these for since the summertime in order to be able to bring them up at Christmas. I mean, the the, the kinds of entertainment, Christmas entertainment we got in old-time radio or we have from old-time radio is this is not something you sit down on a Monday and show up in the studio a Tuesday. These are really intricate plots that have multiple meanings in each of the words and lines. So my bet is that they probably started writing their Christmas shows sometime in early November. I wouldn't be surprised... That's just a guess on my part. I wouldn't be surprised that a, a lot of good radio writers jotted ideas down throughout the year. So me, mm-hmm. even though they weren't working on that particular topic, they had it in the back of their mind what they wanted to hopefully want to get to that right time of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe the subconscious mind was already working upon an idea. And I'll, I'll bet it was more than subconscious. It was keeping a list of everything that they considered during the year and then when they got closer to the writing time pulled the ones that they thought at that moment would work and cross out the ones that didn't make good sense and then to have me. to choose last night we had Bob, last night we had Bob Mills and it was interesting we talked about the more the, the mechanics of writing mm-hmm. and I asked him did his law degree help them? And he said it yes, because it taught him discipline. And he said, ah. and he thought to be a comedy writer, it's a with a discipline uh, lifestyle. And mm-hmm. you had you had to sit in that seat and sit there until you started coming up with ideas. And yeah. And then I asked about how it was laid out, and he said, 
Hope had five pages on a joke that was spread out. And a typical monologue was seven pages with five jokes a page. And that's what we had. But he would go beta test 150 and come up and then go back in the edit and pick out the 35 he liked. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. We talked about the mechanics and things like that. And yeah. and that, that was a special set of circumstances because they worked differently. Mm-hmm. Then I, I don't ever recall hearing that anybody in old-time radio wrote for a performance using the technique of having everybody show up with their scripts and decide, yeah. let Bob decide which ones, which jokes he liked and which ones he didn't. Yep. And they all worked independently. Right. Which is which is quite different from what we hear in other shows. It's amazing that um, sometimes... He was a fun person when we talked to him. How did you do... Was he as much fun? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Actually, he's actually now teach, teaching an online... There's a... what. There is a website that he teaches comedy writing on to now. My goodness. There is a, uh, you can take all sorts of different topics and mm-hmm. enroll in the course. And so he's an instructor. That t- he got 900 students learning, wow. com- learning comedy writing from him. And he Isn't said, that encouraging? Now, this is for the entertainment industry, not, not necessarily anybody. stand-up comedy? It's, it's any, anybody who wants to learn how to write about... So he got people from England and Germany and all us who, and he said it was it's strenuous to, to qualify as an instructor because he had to put up a lot of video. He had to write a lot of how-to manuals, a lot of different things mm-hmm. to, to supplement his course on writing and, and working with the students. And and uh, it, was, it was fun to hit, catching up with Bob what he's currently working on. Yeah. Really, an, an electric personality. He's uh-huh. really fun to talk with. Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you, I have an email from Dan in Indiana. Dan. Yes, just two little lines, and it said, "Would you two hold it down? People are trying to sleep." <laughs> that's that's number one. Number two is especially when we can't call in. Oh. That's number three, and he said, "I fell asleep while waiting for you to come on live." Well, Dan, Merry what? Christmas to you, too. And that he did say Merry Christmas. Oh. So I sent back an email that yeah. says, Dear Dan, <laughs> Merry Christmas. We put you to sleep again. Oh, dear. We're back. And Walden wanted to take a break. And we'll be back live in a few minutes. Are you still out there? I have no idea because he didn't reply. So Maybe he's on the phone. Hello, caller? Maybe- you are on the show. Hello. Hello there. You got my name is David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Yeah, um, you, what made the Old Time Radio holiday special day, I was, I've been thinking about this just recently, uh-huh. that they, they mirror the times, like when... We had Christmas shopping. They went Christmas shopping. It wasn't uh-huh. one episode. They did like three or four weeks, maybe two months of Christmas programs. They actually they started with the November after after the holiday Thanksgiving. Then they started Christmas shopping. They actually mirror real life. Mm-hmm. 
I think you are right on target with that. Absolutely. And it made it extra fun because it wasn't spread out from September to December. It really became a special time, and people enjoyed it. I think you are absolutely right. And with TV, you get maybe one Christmas show, maybe two, and that's it. You Mm -hmm. have about maybe four to eight Christmas shows. They go shopping, then they have an after-day Christmas show. They have the New Year's show. Yeah, if you think about someone February working on the Christmas card early December. So you're absolutely right, Dave, that David, he really, he had a little bit here and there throughout the year. That's a really good point. Just look at the uh, Great Gildersleeve, how many they do during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Waiting for Marjorie to come home and the babies, and yes. You're right. Yes. Great point. And they planned for Christmas over a period of time, not necessarily swinging into the full-blown Christmas season, but letting us know that Christmas was coming and this is what they expected to happen in the house, and sometimes it did and sometimes it didn't. But, yeah, you're right. And it reflected the culture and and the times. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Now you have have to tell us a little bit about you. Oh, I'm in uh, North Carolina. Uh-huh. In the oh. Greensboro area. Okay. And I've been listening, and I'm the one, Walden, I'm the one that Bill Bragg read. Oh, I, I haven't had a chance to tell Patricia this, but D- Dave sent a, a wonderful note to Bill thanking how much the the weekend game have uh, meant to him. So, y- yes. Thank you, uh, Dave, for the nice note. That is so nice. Thank you for doing that. Yes, because I don't think you guys give enough credit for the job you do for the station. Thank you, Dave. Uh, without you guys, the station would be just another uh, old-time radio station. Walden, you bring so much to YUSA. Thank you. You make it really unique because you do stuff that no other old-time radio station does. I, I have a simple rule, and my rule, if I'm a listener, would I enjoy listening to it? And that's try, and that's sort of how I've always looked at it, and what sort of makes it unique, you know, in some way, because, you know, how How many stations does interview with the actual stars of or people behind the scenes. Yeah, I, n- nobody now really anymore, you know. And no. and uh, we were blessed to have the contacts, and we keep working at it. And uh, and I always keep saying, okay, is that person still alive? So I'll go <laughs> look them on the internet or whatever. Or, or, uh, but you're right, David. It's 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 something we've all enjoyed doing, and we and I'm glad you enjoy it. Yes, and Patricia makes Saturday nights very special. She does. Without, Thank you. Without P- Patricia on a Saturday night, Saturday night won't be the same. That is true. What a nice thing. Thank you for saying that, and thank you for being there, and thank you for having a good time with us. This is great. 
Okay, I have another question for you. Of yes. all the Christmas, you've clearly listened to a lot of Christmas shows. How long have you? Let, yes. let me start with another one. How long have you been interested in old time radio? Um, since I was to, uh, about let's see, I'm trying to remember. Since I was in elementary school, no, uh, twelve, thirteen. Wow. So you've been, you've been hanging around with the gangs from the 40s and 30s and 50s for a long yes. time. Yes. And I got started with a, it was either a Superman album from March 56. Yep, I probably had the same one. Yeah. Yep. My goodness. Okay, now here comes, here comes the Christmas question. You have clearly been listening, obviously, from what you just told me. You've been listening to old-time radio for a long time, and including the Christmas shows, because you were talking so, yeah, so, um, what's the word I want, Walden? So expertly yes. about the Christmas shows. He had completely analyzed down to the nth degree. You bet. You bet, yes. David, of all the Christmas shows you have listened to, name the three you enjoyed the most. Well, I like uh, the Dragnet, Big Little Jesus. Yep. Great I, show. I like uh, Loman Abner, Air mm -hmm. Traditional. Uh -huh. And the third would be probably Great Gildersleeve. Those are three great choices. Yeah. Yeah. Great choices. Okay, now if you were talking to someone you thought would be interested in old-time radio and have a good time listening, which two shows would you suggest that they listen to first? Well, if you want comedy, I would go with uh, Fibber McGee and Molly. And for comedy, I would also go with The Great Gildersleeve. Okay. And... And for drama, I would go with uh, Mercury Theater, Ooh. and I go with Lux. Great choices. You got good cho choices, David. Yes. Yeah. Because Lux is did more adaptation from radio, from the movies. Then mm -hmm. the other one, uh, Mercury, did more original drama. So I would go with both of them for the drama. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Now, you mentioned Superman before, which tells me that you were interested in listening to the juvenile programs as well. In addition to yes. Superman, who did you enjoy the uh, most would, after Superman? For juvenile, I would go with... Uh, Jack Armstrong, mm -hmm. the All-American Boy. Then I would go with uh, the Long Ranger. Okay. Uh, I would go with probably Little Orphan Annie, Carrie on the Pirates. These are excellent choices. Yes. 
we don't talk enough about the shows such as uh, Little Orphan Annie. We just don't. And Jack Armstrong, the All-American Boy, is one of Walden's favorites. So you hit the mark on that one. So this is really good. This is really good. Thank you for sharing all of that. Yes. And if someone won some of these soaps, I would go with uh, probably Ma Perkins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good soap. It is. Yeah. Virginia Payne was a strong character, and she, I think people could relate to her her gentle ways, and I think that's a good, good recommendation. Yes, I had a question. What is the correct spelling of gangbuster? Is that one word? Or two words. I've seen them written both ways. All right. I've seen them written both ways as well. Well, let's see. Martin Graham wrote the book, and I would think he would know. Uh, I, let's Google his website, martingram.com. I'm just going to say, let me, let me do that. Yeah, because anybody's going to have it right. It'll be Martin on a, on a book cover on Game Busters. So I think that's the safest thing to do. Yeah. And uh, uh. Martin got... Uh, Truth or Consequences coming out next, everybody, and the big show. And he's working hard on the Lone Ranger, and he's working on two more books. So, uh, he's amazing. Yeah. He is just amazing. He spells it as two words, gang busters. Okay. Okay, I'll talk and to you later. Bye. Thank you, David. Well, David, thank you so much for calling in. I hope you do it more often. Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, yeah, I was, I haven't had a chance to tell John Laurie that, but uh, but remember when you and I was on with Hon and Bill broke in and get read read that letter to us from uh-huh. David. I do remember that. Wow, do remember that, and that was such a nice note, David. Thank you so much. And next time you call in, I'm going to ask how you discovered Yesterday USA. We are live. How do how do we let that go by? I don't know. We, we haven't asked that enough. We're, we're out of practice. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That, so, that where is Dan? That is, that, well, I can Skype him. You want me to wake him up? <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I, I think we're we're kind of in, oh, I don't know, impish territory if we're going to pick up the phones and start calling people. <laughs> I miss in the morning. I miss is still around. Well, we can. When he was broadcasting in New York, he had the commuter time slot, which is you know, a pretty prestigious time slot. But he had a shtick. He always had comedy, but it was serious comedy. He would know it was not like a stand-up comic. And he would take requests from his audience. His audience never knew who he was going to call, but he would get a phone number from somebody and call them on the air. And the guy would answer the phone as you're usually a man. And he would say, is this Charlie Evans? <laughs> he would say, yes. He said, wake up. Someone had called in and said Charlie doesn't get up on time or doesn't get to work on time and would give him Charlie's number. Wonderful. And he did that several times in each show that he did. And it was just a really fun shtick that he did. That added some fun to the commuter traffic. So that was Imus. Yes. How did I say that? Why? Uh, you were just, okay, you... okay, we're going to, 
I contemplated about Skyping Dan. Oh, yes, you were going to call Dan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dan, you better rescue yourself and call us first. Uh, 714-545-2071. And my other overnight friends who are up and awake, Hollywood sometimes to wait the time. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from Rich from New Jersey in about a year. He always seemed to call it oh. during the holiday season. At so, least a year, and he hasn't heard from me by email either. Okay, so okay. I'm getting my comeuppance here. All right, so Rich from New Jersey, give us a ring d- d- during the next holiday. During the holiday season, we'd always love talking to you. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, we're friendly. Patricia does not bite, so her number <laughs> is You will never know. Someone <laughs> Well, ask Barbara the next time she's on day. Patricia Bite. We'll we'll put that on the bucket list. Yeah, well, I, I keep it out of the family by <laughs> exercising it in other arenas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I've got some... Oh, well, here we go. I've got some Christmas quotes that I borrowed from three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe people haven't heard them before. But they were good. Johnny Carson, our... Tonight's show host for how many squillions of years? 20, how many years did he put oh, in? Was it 29? It was a good almost 30-year run. Oh, it, it was yeah. a heck of a run. Yeah. And, of course, he's not with us any longer, but um, he uh, where, left where, a whole lot of good stuff. Where was he from? Nebraska. Oh, okay. I get, you're so good at this. I, I can't. I <laughs> <laughs> Walden never asks unless it's Nebraska, so it's always a fair answer. That's a heads up for everybody who calls in, and Walden says, and who won the football game today? He will not say, guess who lost the football game today? He will say, who won the football game? You so know, Johnny you, Carson said. Yes. Mail your packages early so the post office can lose them in time for Christmas. That's pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> now, how many comedy writers did he have? Do you have any idea? I know how many Bob Hope had. My guess yes. was, was Carson at least four. You know how I many? I think so too. You know how many Hope had at one time? Fifteen. Yes. You're very good. Are you, you impressed that I remembered that? Yeah, that's very good. You must have been... I'm impressed that I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was at one time. Yes. This was not over time. One this time. Was at the same time. Yes. And yes. one thing we hit Bob Mills showed us the last time, Hope never fired anybody. She, he always he kept them with them some... Put me in a position. He'd never fire anybody. Once he hired, you were with him for life, basically. My goodness. Hmm. I wonder what he did with a dud. Maybe he just put him in a different position. But, you know. Either that or yeah. just maybe that's why he had 15 writers. Maybe so. If, you know, if 10 of them were good, mm-hmm. he got more than enough material to work with, and the other 15 or the other five in the group of 15 just would kind of cruise. But, you know, he probably had different positions in the organization that he probably moved people around into mm-hmm. if it wasn't working out. Sure, but, sure. But, but he said that was one thing about Hope. He was extremely loyal. That's nice to hear. Yeah. That sure doesn't happen now. And it doesn't happen in the S group either. Oh. Uh, free agents. I, I think some of the games or the, the, the entertainment factor 
just went down the tubes when free agents came in and began to dominate the, the trading system. Well, it's a different era. I know it is. I'm sorry it is. And this is from somebody who doesn't even enjoy sports. <laughs> what is the general feeling among the sports enthusiasts in the community? I, I think we, I think the younger generation has accepted it as a way of life. I think the older generation still can't get over it that it, it free agency happens. Mm. I hmm. think I think um, I think in the old days they root for ball players. Now they just root for teams. For the teams. They yeah. don't care who plays. Right. And that's really a shame. Or there are some people who just root for a player and they'll just root wherever he goes, too. You know, but but a lot of cases, people are most likely just root for the team. Hmm. No more Mickey Mantles. No more Babe Ruths. And that's why I no think... No more th- Joe DiMaggio's. And that's why I think a lot of people... The college game is more fun for him because it's, you know, there's not no free agency per se. Yes, yes. You have an opportunity to root for a team and the players. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, well. That's my contribution to the S word for tonight. And for folks who are listening for the first time or have been with us for just a couple of times, the S word is a sports word. I am not a sports enthusiast. Walden is. Many of our male listeners, the guys, that <laughs> come in and say, oh, man, did you see this football game today? And I kind of glaze over <laughs> and just, just go to my notes and say, well, it's interesting here. And they have a good time. Yeah, but. Yeah, but what? There's only one member in our family. Oh, dear. Who's gotten paid to cover sports. Ain't me, ain't John, ain't Lori. What? Well, you've been paid to write about sports. I have been paid to write about sports. So you're a sport expert. Well, I don't know about an expert, but I can sure report what people said. Hit that ball. Hit that little white ball. That's what you say? <laughs> Is that how you, how you write your article? No. Uh, 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 uh. Nope. We've got pothole bunkers on the 15th hole, and it's a double dog left, left, a double dog leg left, and stuff like that there. Huh? Oh, yeah, see? Holy cats. You want more? I'm impressed. No, you don't. I'm impressed. Oh, good. I'm impressed. Uh, Oh, oh, good, and I, I know... Some of the course designers, I, I don't know them. I have talked with them. Uh-huh. Very nice people, for the most part. Not everybody is, is um, you know, is great. It's the same thing in Hollywood. There are some people who, who are so gracious, they will yes. stop in the middle of <laughs> the, the airline's bathroom and sign something for a person who's, oh, would you give me your autograph, you know, and cross their knees and say, sure. And others will just ignore and walk by. So every every profession has them. But I was fortunate enough to talk almost exclusively with really outgoing, friendly designers, and it was fun to talk with them. 
I know how to build a golf course now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, bring the truck and the pebbles over here, please. <laughs> but I can do that. I was really surprised at the at the meticulous measuring that goes into building a golf course. When you get up on the greens, yeah. the you know where the cup is. Yeah. <clears throat> they measure layers in a matter of a couple of inches. You get a couple of inches of this, and you get a couple of inches of of gravel or fine, you know, screed, and then a couple of inches of it, and then you top it off with the, you know, the the tight Bermuda grass. Oh dear me! Oh dear! I, I, you know, I just thought they walked in and leveled something and plopped grass on it and said, "Doesn't this look nice?" Well, doesn't work that way. Ah. So I really learned a lot. I I enjoyed that a lot. I didn't consider it an S word. <laughs> it, it really was. It, it was a feat of engineering when they came to building the golf courses and designing them. They had to design them to fit the property they were given to work with. Would there be subject matter in your heyday of writing for magazines? I'm talking about the magazine part of your career. Uh huh. Would there be topic or subject matter you would turn down? Maybe an editor would ask you to write it, and you just felt it was just out yeah. of your wheelhouse. I I think. Well, hmm. I I had told editors, and not often, but a couple of times, that this was not something I was familiar with, and if they insisted that I was the one to cover it, I would do the best I could. But I also had a deadline to observe. And occasionally they would give it to somebody else. And most of the time they would say, oh, you can do it. Go do it. And I would, but I wouldn't feel terrific about it because I didn't have a good base of knowledge when I went in there and started asking questions. So the answer is yes, but it yeah. didn't happen very often. Yeah, because I've been, reading, I've been reading a daily email column from Radio World, and they're looking for new articles, but it sound, seems to be so technical, like, you know, engineering background, things like that. And I said, mm -hmm. you know, that that requires a certain skill set they're looking for. You, know, you bet. You know, so... You bet. A, 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 yeah. a wonderful writer has to have a certain skill set if they're writing for a publication mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I've been fortunate because I was smart enough. There are some things I was smart enough to do smart enough to develop good skills and good writing for a wide range of areas, whereas some people specialized in, oh, I don't know, business finances or they, community development. Or, and, and I did a really broad spectrum and still do a broad spectrum of writing for a variety of markets. So my claim was I'm not an expert in anything, but I'm good in a lot. And that opened a whole lot of doors to me that other people did not have an opportunity to do. Right. So I did good. I did good. You did great. She's, did she's a writer. She's always looking for a writing assignment. So if you have cash <laughs> and looking for a writing assignment, you can email her yes. once you get home in about two weeks at com, or email to me at waterhues at yesterdayusa.com. Now keep it for her. I'll make sure she... She's it once she's able to. <laughs> You'll be my manager. Uh -huh. Bob in Wisconsin is our broadcast manager, and he's arranging his calendar and saying, this is the day I want you to be here, and I would prefer that 
this happens during the week. He's a good manager. He is. He hasn't worked, but he's a good manager. <laughs> <laughs> he really is a special uh, person. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, I've got two more quotes for you, and they are quotations. I have to keep correcting myself. Santa Claus has the right idea. You visit people only once a year. That's that was a Victor great, Borga. That's a great line. Boy, Victor, yeah. that was a great line. And, and it was Victor Borga who did that. And he was from Denmark. Am I correct on I that? I think you're right. Yeah, one of European countries, correct. Uh-huh. It, it was one of the Nordic countries. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Norway. And uh, he came to this country and didn't speak English. Had a wonderful routine that he did. He was a concert pianist and rolled it into a comedy act, and he's the one who developed the punctuation system with for a question mark and for a comma and for a period. And he would give an entire presentation, a comedy presentation, and do the punctuation along the way. And it was hysterical, just hysterical. It's up on YouTube. So look up Victor Borga, B-O-R-G-E, and I think you'll get some smiles out of it. He was really a very fine comedian, and you know, he, he switched his careers in order to make a living and did an extraordinarily good job. Uh, he, was, he was a flexible person and a talented person. The entertainment industry was lucky to have him. Okay, one more. By the I way, know I've done this one. By the way, I, speaking of Victor Boy, that got me thinking... Uh, a bunch of new information, please, are look like coming available. And uh-huh. Jerry Hennig just posted one up and he sent it to me. And it's an interesting concept. It's from 1946. Jimmy Durant is one of the guests. And what they okay. did, what they did, they had Jimmy sit at the piano. So if he couldn't verbalize it, he could play on the piano. It was an interesting concept they had with, with Jimmy. Uh, yeah. For, for for the show. And that was a particular show in the program. It was uh-huh. not that he joined them like Oscar Levant three right. out of four. Right, it was just okay. a one-time guest, show, guest shot, but that's yeah. how they handle and, it with, with Jimmy. Yeah, and I guess Oscar was two out of four for a while. Yep. Maybe that was his entire time with them. Gosh, I loved, I loved listening to that man when um, I play the Information Please shows, and they are great. Um, Victor, uh, not Victor, Oscar. Oscar Levant, one of my favorite people on that show. I was always so pleased when I came across a show that that featured him. It was just a showstopper when he got wound up. Okay, here is my last Christmas quotation from Shirley Temple. I stopped believing in Santa Claus when I was six. Mother took me to see him in a department store, and he asked me for my autograph. <laughs> Only a little munchkin like Shirley Temple could have Christmas destroyed in that fashion. All the magic disappears. Oh, Charles Schultz, I have one. Ah. Matches up with your peanuts. Mm -hmm. Christmas is doing a little something extra for someone. What a lovely sentiment. Very nice. And it's true. Very nice. Please do something a little bit extra for people tomorrow Mm -hmm. or today, as the case may be. I guess we're, yeah, we're all waiting. Already to the West Coast, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's past 1 o'clock. It's past 1 o'clock here. Oh, that's right. 
We're yeah. only two hours apart today. Yeah, you're, past, you're at the three in the morning. I'm at the one. I'm so, so confused. I know. You're not going to be right until you... And when well, you get I, home, you know, I don't know. You're going to have to reset your whole life, I think. I'm, I think I'm going to have to. Barb, which night did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> Can you show me to my bedroom, please? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anything to scramble the brains. So, anyhow, I guess Dan is not going to give us a call. How dare he? Shall we wake him up? Do it. You think so? Go play Imus. You think so? Go play Imus, yeah. And when and when he answers, you say, "Wake up!" Right. You do it. I, I'm not involved in this. You do it. Alt Control J, Jaws Cons Windows Tab. And then I can tell him it wasn't my fault. Alt Tab, menus. Alt Tab, Barbara Smith. Alt Tab, Skype trademark left tab. Online tab, Walden tab, search edit. Active calls list box. Barbara Smith cell. Bill Bragg. Maybe it's Dan in defense mode. Hello there. I am sorry I'm not Dan. That's okay. We'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> I did just pull a Dan, though. Oh. What did I you do? woke up. I just woke up. A dream woke me up. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And we're still here. Yeah. And I was blown away. Yes. Well, you know, it's been, I am too. It's been one of these days that we're, we're not too sure, you know? What can I say? Yeah. Patricia. I don't know where I am. You must be feeling gonna, pretty good, Patricia. Well, well I'm, in a, I'm in a different time zone. I'm <laughs> she's, she's, she's in Alabama with her sister, Paul. So, you know, it's just what can I say? Yeah. I ran away from home. So you don't sleep good, or, or I mean, are you? Is that time change uh, helping you, or is giving you more time or less time? I I like to whine, but it doesn't bother me at all. Oh. <laughs> when I look at a clock, I just add an hour, and that keeps me on track. Okay. My car my car clock is the same as the Eastern Zone, so. I pretend I'm not here. And that no, was I mean, a long... No, I don't mean here. I mean in a different time zone. Pretending something like that is very easy to do for me. Uh-huh. That was a long drive for you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a long drive. Ten hours is a long drive. Whoa, ten hours. I know. Yeah, yeah. Did you get out of the car... Did, did, right. did you ever get out of the car once, Patricia? Oh, sure. I had to stop for gas. Okay. And, the and, when, and my routine is when I do that, I pick an exit that has a Waffle House because I really like grits, and they serve very good grits. So I always have eggs and grits. And grits. A, side, grits. a side of bacon. Grits, uh-huh. Grits, yes. And a side of bacon, and they always put toast on the plate, which is fine. And then I get up and leave. So it's only about 20 minutes for dinner, but you know, 10 minutes for the, okay. now, for the gas. And so you are, an hour at the most. You, you are a Yankee. You're a Southern Yankee. <laughs> yes, I'm the resident Yankee. Yeah, you are the Southern Yankee of yesterday USA. The you, Southern, you, yes, the yeah, mouth of the South. You and Kim Bragg hold that distinction in the family that you're both 
you're both Yankees, but you're in the southern parts of the country. Interesting. Do they consider Pennsylvania a Yankee area? I don't know. I'm I never sure. thought to look. We'll have to ask Kim the next time it's at that part of the Northern Territory. My guess is probably yes. But Yes. So well, my, this is Paul from California we're talking with, and Walden will continue to talk with him until I find out what a Yankee is. But my question is, how did you come up with the love for grits? I don't know. I probably had them for the first time at a Waffle House somewhere. And that was Grit. the first time. And Yeah, grits. And I eat them with a dab of butter and a little bit of salt, and then after I have enjoyed half of it, uh, you know, and, and this has nothing to do with lumps in my food, because <laughs> I like <laughs> I like unbroken eggs, sunny side up, and then I mix them with my egg yolk. <clears throat> Are grits um, a different type of corn? It's a form, yes, they use cornmeal with it. Corn. Now, Harwood is going to call in and say, no, they don't. So let me go check on that. <laughs> but, I mean, oh, he's, it, he's so fun. He it, keeps me on track. Is it a larger type of corn that's, that's kind of ground up, mashed, or what? Broken grains of corn. They were Broken first produced by Native Americans. Okay, let's see. And uh, um, what I'm wondering is, is this a different type of corn than we're used to? Is it larger grain stuff? Yeah, I know. Let's see, white corn. It's white corn, and I knew that. Um, dried to 14% moisture content, so it, it's just white corn that they're talking about here. Just white corn? Mm-hmm. So any, like. any yeah. Any, any white Anyway, it grinds it up into, uh, I don't know, if it, have you ever had cream of wheat? Yes. Okay, the, the consistency of grits is pretty close to the consistency of, of cream of wheat before it gets cooked and mushed. And it's, it just has an unusual taste. I do like it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, it, so it, cause I always imagined that it was probably uh, um, some different type of corn than we're used to that had larger kernels and it was uh, coarse okay. ground so that there was larger grit <laughs> mm -hmm. um, left. But it's actually yeah. very fine. Then. So it's a, Down to a certain texture, it says here, then sifted through two wire screens and the three products are sorted. That's white corn meal, white corn grits, and the bran that pops off. Bran that pops off? Yeah, the, the bran, the, the shell that covers the corn. Oh, okay. And you don't cook that in the grits. So anyway, I had my grits on the way up. Oh, cool. Down. And there's a whole stretch on I-75 that removed the signs that you see on the side of the road. The, when you get close to an exit, it will tell you that these are the lodging places that you'll find at this exit. They'll give you gas and food and lodging, and they're on three or four separate signs, depending on what they're advertising. And Well, it's not really advertising. It's a, it, it's a huge service for drivers 
the people who own the businesses, for example, Waffle House, who owns the franchise for a particular area, will pay to have that sign put up on the highway. And they're very tastefully done. They're on the, the blue background, like you get with regular signs. And there has been a movement to remove them. The people who are ardent supporters of removing them claim that they are free advertising or advertising that shouldn't be on an interstate. And I'll tell you, I went through this section and I thought, my gosh, I hope they didn't take them down all the way up. There are some exits that have no services at all, and you would never know that unless the signs were up there. So if anyone from the Take the Signs Down committee is listening... Please put my vote into the Leave the Signs Up committee. The end. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm. so, so they're against the state uh, giving the free advertisement. Is that their argument is? Well, they're ad- but their argument is, and I should not have used free because the businesses do pay a fee for having their business name up on, or their business up on one of the signs. However... Advertising is not allowed on interstate highways, which is why so many billboards are up, you know, 100 feet, 200 feet off the uh, off the berm. So the argument is that when people are allowed to put their business signs up on a big panel, and they're all the same size, they're tastefully done, they've got logos on them, and you know, let's say Waffle House. You, people off here will give you a Waffle House. The premise is that they should be considered advertising, and advertising is not allowed on interstates. And my contention is it's an excellent service for drivers. I was absolutely lost, and I thought, well, suppose I needed gas in this particular segment, and I had no idea how far north I would have to go if I could even get out of the no signs area. How am I supposed to know where to turn off if I'm almost out of gas? And if it's the wrong place and there are no services, then I have to get back on and go down to another exit and try uh, the next exit. I have, I have the answer for you. I heard before, home. before <laughs> Walden said we need to get um, Patricia a GPS yep. system, right? Right. And, and so when I watched... Um, them being advertised, uh, I see them, you know, saying that one of the things they do is they'll they'll tell you all about the services that are available, you know, in in the mm-hmm. different different places. Uh, so it fully, uh, you know, makes it plain to you, you know, you could you could look for particular services, mm-hmm. or you know. It is, would, yes. would be yes. something that, that could take care of you easily that way. Um, my confession is I have a GPS system. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't plug it in. I mean, I know how to get to the end of I-75, but it really was a surprise for me. Well. And some of the some of the exits that will list gas, for example, a gas station, and it'll have Mobile and BP, uh, Mobile and BP and others. They don't tell you that you have to travel three or four miles off the highway in order to get to the gas station. 
which is not a pleasant thing. Is that an old GPS? Well, sort of. It's not new. Yeah, I, the, the ones I see advertised, when I listen to them, they're, like, phenomenal. And also, I think Patricia and I don't have a smartphone. And I think, like, for, <laughs> for example, uh, our friend Don Richard, the computer guy yesterday USA, he has a mobile app that tells him what every single gas gasoline station, what their gas prices are. So while he can, and their prices. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So that way he can, he can look, he can, he can, Look at his app and said, "Well, it's three cents over cheaper over there versus over here," and so mm-hmm. that's that's what he used his gasoline mobile app for. Yeah. And, yeah. and I believe that the new GPS units also lift prices like that. Yeah. They're, they're I'm not surprised. Good. You know what? I'm calling you for the very first time. On my new iPhone, finally. It sounds very good, oh, Paul. Oh, you've got one. Yes. I... See, that's a smartphone. We've, we've got stupid phones. Paul <laughs> yeah. calls them dumb phones. I like his. I'm going to have to take Sorry. my dumb phone back to the store. There's something wrong. I'm, people are leaving me messages, and I don't see them. So I have to talk to... Mm-hmm. And I, you're taking into account that you're blind, right? Well, yeah, but, you know, when... Uh, my my old phone died, and I and I didn't want to go into the contract, so I bought I bought a dumb I bought another dumb phone because okay. I I didn't want to be under the contract because I didn't you know things were moving so fast, and so they transferred my old number to the new one, and I'm not getting any of my messages even though I I've set it all up. So I'm going to go back and say, where are all my messages? Where are you, did you give me the right number? You know, I mean yeah, so, I have to phone back myself. Um, because it has my um, texting, it's usually my email for my texting. Mm. <clears throat> and I thought that I corrected it uh, internally on settings, but apparently it's still using my email. So. Yeah, well, technology is wonderful when it works. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and when it's not forced down our throat. That's right. That is um. all right. Oh, awful. So how how so, are you liking your new toy? I, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. You know, it's it's my first you know iPhone, so it's completely different to me than what I'm used to. Um, I don't know wh- why they don't put a, a back a back button, you know, so you can go backwards or and even a forward button. That would allow you, you know, you know, to go forwards or backwards in places that you've already been, you know. Yeah, that seems logical. That you should have that as part of your one of your features on your on your screen. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, Paul. Yeah, I know. It, it, maybe they're just being stubborn and saying like, "Oh, but we got to be different," you know, and that's one of our ways, but. Because it sure wouldn't hurt them. I mean, it would surely help us. <laughs> you know, occasionally you will find an arrow on the on top of the screen to give you the choice to go back, but it is not it is not there. You know, regularly. So that is hmm. very frust- frustrating to me. They'll have it on the next model, so you'll feel obligated to buy it. Well, that would sure help. <laughs> You know, I mean, uh, you won't believe how long I was on the phone with when I was um, 
activating it, and I I, I got this really nice lady. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, on the line, and we were setting it all up, you know, and then downloading the apps that I wanted first, mm-hmm. you know, which one of them was tune in so I could be listening to Yesterday USA and all the other ones that I listened to. And um, so we went through and, and downloaded my priority ones and then and set them up and you know, a lot of questions being answered, and and then just the regular setting up of the phone. You don't believe I was on the phone for about seven and a half hours. Wow! Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, and uh, this this young lady, I guess her age was twenty four, and um, oh, she she told me at one point she goes, my boss is. You know, it's past my, uh, I think she said lunch, uh, but this is, you know, late in the morning. Um, I'm past my my lunch, and my boss is kind of pushing me to get it done. So can we, I'll take your number, and then, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat lunch, and then I'll call you back, you know, in like a half hour. So yeah, well, absolutely. So, you know, so I gave her the number, and then she called me back, and we went on from there. And wow! And she goes, "I am just so glad that my day has turned out so much different than I expected." You know, you don't usually get the same person, and so that is nice. And she goes, "And you're you're eager to." Um, to work with me and to to set it all up directly and all and you're a nice person you're not getting frustrated and angry and rude and I say people are doing that when you're helping them the chief says all the time you wouldn't believe it yeah they get so frustrated and mad and they just you know they yell and you know, I'm done with this, and they're done. They're not done, and it was pretty crazy. She goes, so, so really, my days turned out a lot better than I was expecting it to. I'm glad for that, and it's really nice that you wound up with the same person who fulfilled exactly. her promise. I'll call you back. Exactly. Did did, did she have a little survey at the end? Did you fill out? I imagine you gave her. <laughs> High scores if you if you had the opportunity. Well, you know what? It came at a terrible time. It just like appeared on my phone, uh-huh. and so I didn't want to do it right then. And apparently, I did something to where they're not asking me again to do it. Oh, uh, I was expecting, you know, like no, not right now. Right. You know, right. But but I don't. That wasn't there, and whatever I did, they haven't come back. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, I would. I mean, maybe I can call them up and, and say. Do you, have a, you still have her name and her number or something? Because that way, you know, sometimes somebody, every customer service has their own customer care number. I don't know if most people know that. Mm-hmm. That way they can yeah. keep track. So that way, if, if you had that, then you could give her high marks, you know. Uh, sure, I, I, sure. And I have, I have asked at the end of a conversation with a service person to speak with the supervisor there on duty. 
before I hang up, and that has worked really well for me because if I'm talking to a person who doesn't take those kinds of kudos or it's not his or her responsibility, Mm -hmm. they make sure I get to the right person. And I can say, Joan, Joan Jones, whatever. Right. Um, I just spent 20 minutes with her on the phone. She fixed my problem, and she was so pleasant. And I'll hear back. That is really nice to know. I'll make sure that it goes in her file and that my supervisors know about it. So I guess they don't get those kinds of calls very often or that kind of feedback very often. Everybody is willing. I say everybody. That's terrible. So many people are willing to complain. But my posture is if you've got the privilege of complaining, you've also got an obligation to compliment when you get good service. Oh, yes. Yes. Now, maybe maybe I can call back and they mm-hmm. just pass me on because they'll have one computer. Yeah. Who, yeah. Oh, who that, and who I, that I, I didn't mean to suggest, I hope it didn't come across that way, that I was suggesting you had to do this. No. It was just a generalization that people use the system to file complaints, which is sometimes a very good thing to do because the people have an opportunity to fix the problem. But when you get good service, people just hang up as a general rule. And many of them just don't bother to find a way to say, gosh, I got really great service. So that's my soapbox for tonight. Amen. Amen. Well, it's, it's true. <laughs> it, it, it's true. And surely I, I, I was completely willing to do it, especially yeah. after all of, the, all of those hours. Because you, you sure sound like you got a winner there, Paul. Somebody that was Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I, I really did. She was sweet. And, yeah. Uh, you know, very helpful, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, at one point I said, you guys must go through a considerable amount of training to, for you to be able to answer to me all of these technical questions about the system and everything, and you haven't been stumped that often. And then she, she told me, yes. She goes, well, you know, I actually worked for Apple for a couple of years, so that has been a big help. And then, um, so actually they gave me one week less of training, mm. which I think was four weeks, maybe, of right. training. Um so. It's interesting when you get to, you can almost tell right away when a customer service is not trained properly. You know, after they go through the three or four questions, then they're stumped, you know, in a lot of cases. They just not, a lot of them, I don't mm-hmm. think, receive the a, a, a right amount of training to be, because it's so important when you're the, when you're in the front line like that, it's so important to be knowledgeable and have the ability to solve the problems on the spot, yeah. you know? Yes, they are frequently the only people a customer will talk with, and that, and the person he's talking with sets the tone and the reputation for the company. That's correct. That's very correct. So I did have a good feeling about that. Good. You know, I am so what glad for I, that. Hmm? I am so glad for that. Not everybody can say it. I'm glad you got it. Yes, uh, me too. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying this phone. It's, um, it's an iPhone 6 Plus. The 
plus meaning that it's a larger phone. Okay. So it's it. actually the big biggest screen that they that they have because I watch mm-hmm. movies a lot in it. Like I've been watching a PBS uh, show called Cranford. It's uh, <laughs> uh, in England and um, these hoity-toity ladies about the town. It's a small town, it's, and they're really into gossip and everything. And then um, there's all the different hierarchy, lady with money, and you know, she feels responsible for the, her um, employees, which is really nice <laughs> to see that. And anyway, it's it's really nice to be able to uh, watch it on there and and I, I see too that um, you know they got they have things that are different that weren't offered on my other phone like um, you can set it up to um, within whatever hours you choose uh, for it to um, lessen the brightness of the screen uh, and and it has the different um, light tones that are emphasized that won't tend to keep you awake. You know, like for people who are going to be, it's geared towards people that are going to be reading at late at night. And so they want to be able to fall asleep easy instead of being stimulated by the light, you know. So, so it's kind of different. I've been watching this movie uh, with the light down, yes, I could turn it up, but um, I, I figure, well, okay, my battery's going to last longer too, you know, on the charge. So I, I've been, I've been leaving that. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So did you buy yourself that for Christmas? Um, well, I bought it before then, actually, you know, months before, and I'm paying for it on time. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. they charge it to your phone phone bill, and you know it's going to take two years to pay it off. So actually, <laughs> it's my allowance that I have. You know, <laughs> that I'm paying for this for two years. Yes. That yes. that's kind of just. I, I should have asked the question in a different way. Here it goes. Well, <laughs> Is this a Christmas present from you to you? That's the way I should have asked it, and I didn't. And I made you explain so many different things, and I didn't mean to do that. Okay. Well, you know, I, I didn't think it think of it as such. I can, and and I should. And um, but no, it was just uh, something that had to be done. And I was so very, I was very pressed in the end because my phone was failing so terribly. Um, that it put a lot of pressure on me, but mm. uh, but I will consider it that. I mean, I I'm very happy uh, to have it, and I am enjoying it. I'm I got a lot. I enjoy the challenge of learning about the phone step by step, whichever way I choose to emphasize my efforts. You know. Uh, to pay attention to, um, I, I will, you know, go and and, and find out answers and uh, 
you know, it's got the Siri that you can talk to <laughs> and have her. You could set up for him if you want to, and uh, three different accents, you know. Um, I tried British uh, Siri for a while, but I found I didn't quite understand her as well. But um, she, I'm a little disappointed of her not being able to answer some of the things that I asked. I feel that she should be able to. to well, may, may she need to go back to college, Paul? I think so. <laughs> you know. and, and if I suggested that, she will typically say something like, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, some generic things like that. Uh-uh. You know, what are you going to do for tomorrow? Tomorrow is Christmas. Are you doing anything special? Oh, you know what? For the very first time in my life, we're not celebrating Christmas on Christmas Day. Oh, when are you celebrating it? Monday. Is that because that of the, good. Is that because of the family's not quite in town yet? Well, it's because uh, my old, I believe this is what I seem to remember. Uh-huh. My, my <laughs> oldest son and his wife have to do the visiting in different places. Uh-huh. You know, so it, it, if it's not him, then it would be my younger son. Um that that's what's going on. So to make it easier on them, um, you know, my wife had just suggested, well, let's just do it on Monday. So I think tomorrow or today, I will end up probably communicating with friends through my phone, uh, um, texting, leaving messages. Sure. military 
uh, drones. This is for commercial drones. Like she was to get a job for Google and was, you know, flying drones, taking photographs of the Earth, uh, you know, for their Google Earth mm-hmm. app. So, something like that. Um, hopefully he won't have to resort to flying for uh, pizza companies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is very, you know, very serious stuff. He's already a pilot, you know. And in fact, before they go to uh, the schooling, they have to be a pilot already. So, but, um, you know, he told me recently that he's been, he uh, was flying a twin engine plane for the first time. So they do flying. Um, they keep up their their own flying, you know, um, mm-hmm. as well as learning about the drone because they must be good pilots, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it, that sounds like an exciting field. Yeah, um, it does. Yeah. Paul, we're, we're starting to wind down here, <clears throat> so, and I hope I'm not cutting you off. Um, but we've got a couple of things that we need to do and then say goodnight to everybody. Oh, okay. Well, boy, I was blessed that I was able to get in. And well, Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, and I'm glad you did get in. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get your bourbon balls? Oh, we did. I, I got mine. <laughs> I told Patricia off there, but, you know, now Dan, if he's awake, knows that Patricia's bourbon balls are safe here. <laughs> And I, I can't. I, I, have to, I have to wait till she gets home. So the question is, That's right. That's will, right. will she be able to find her way home? Oh boy! Well, if, if she doesn't eat them <laughs> all on the road. That's right. Well, that's why she's safe. Okay, I have a bourbon ball, so she won't. She will not be drinking and driving, Dan. I, I'm, make, I'm making sure of that she'll be. Oh. She'll be sober. No, do they? <laughs> Individually wrapped in foil or something, so it doesn't evaporate as much. But it, 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 somehow the I don't know. The, the, I think the box there and they squeeze them in to the the balls. But I, beyond that, I have no idea uh, how to, how to how to, how to keep it so moist. So, so they must have a trade secret somehow. So you really taste bourbon in there? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Dan would be able to confirm this. I think they make the candy-like balls and then pour the bourbon on top of it, which means you get the really significant bourbon taste to it, but it also would keep it moist. So now we need Dan to tell us if I was right. And they don't individually wrap them? No. No, well, there might be companies that did, but... The ones I'm familiar with are in, like, a chocolate candy box, you know, with the little holes that you put them in. Uh-huh. So, so, so those aren't... So I'm looking forward to that. Yes, it sounds like a, a nice experience experience yeah. to have. That's right. Okay. Well, you know, so. of, of course, as, as usual, uh, I would just tell you how much I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Paul. Very, very much. And, oh, and Weldon, did I hear your mother speaking? You heard my mother because my uncle, we we, we pre-recorded my interview with my uncle Jim, 
her big brother by four years. So we gave my mom yeah. an opportunity to set the record straight. Oh. <laughs> it didn't sound like they they crossed anything in there. No, well. I know your mom mentioned the population that her yeah, recollection it population about the population numbers. And she different. she my mom is part of the old school, even though she might disagree publicly on a privately on a few things. She's not gonna say it. Like you know, like your uncle had the strings wrong. It was upstairs rather than down. <laughs> you know, no time. To Oh, I think we lost Patricia. I think her time went out, so... Okay, I heard that. Yeah, so I should call her back. And I was looking okay. at the clock. Okay, all right. God bless you. All right, Paul. We'll talk to you soon. God bless the family. Same here. You guys safe, and just bless your celebration today. Ab absolutely. Take care, Paul. Uh, okay, thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. All right, let's get Patricia back. Alt tab, Barbara Smith cell, Bill Bragg, Barbara Alt tab, Skype trademark left tab, Barbara Smith cell, Bill Bragg at tab, Barbara Smith tab, online so tab, Walden Hughes tab, search edit, active, favorites, Walden home, Barbara Smith's applications, contact send, invite a group, enter, leaving menus, Barbara Smith cell, unloading jaw, cancel, okay, enter, Bar I got thrown out. Uh -huh. Well, I kept looking at the clock and I said, are we going to be able to wrap this up before four hours? And no, we weren't. We did four hours That's just like that. I got thrown out. And you picked, up the, you picked up the phone really, really fast. I was ready for it. <laughs> I'm not the only one here. <laughs> yeah, you you, and you, 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 you and Kitty Cat are, are together. Kitty, yes. Yeah. Miss Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> We can do that. Okay, we are down to the wire here. I'm looking at 3:39 on my computer clock, so, and for me, it's 4:49. Yep. So what should I do? Should I just shut off the phone and just you want to just you and I wrap I, it up? I think so, and right. and then I can give you. I do have questions for you if you would. Oh are you yeah. There? I I am. I was just playing with my buttons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever I just, you say. I just love when you crack up. Everything you think. <laughs> everything. Oh, well, you know. So, I had to how do many, this. How many of me have been in your lives, huh? Hmm? Hmm? How many what? How many of uh, people like me have been in your lives, huh? Hmm? Well, you know the answer to that. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure I was unique. You are a one and only. I, I want to make sure I was unique. <laughs> that that is the perfect exercise of that particular word. It 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 makes my teeth hurt when I hear people say it's it's the most unique. Oh. You can't have the most one of a kind. I am I special. And you are special. Okay, I'm this is indeed correct. And and everybody thinks you're special too. Am I special? So am I special unique? <laughs> you're more unique. <laughs> You're a lot more unique than the other uniques. Yes, you are one of a kind. Unique means one of a kind, and that applies to you. Okay. Well, so, there. so I'm trying to figure out what's an adjective to unique. I'm very unique. No, no, no. You can't be very unique. <laughs> you, you either are one of a kind or you're not. You cannot be very one of a kind. So, see, we didn't even have Celeste tonight. I know. We're still giving English language I know. lessons. 
All right. It's Patricia and I. You notice how I wrapped in a we on that one? We. Very I'm good. taking lessons from you. We. Yes. We. Yeah. We. You have yeah, a, I love it when you do the we part. Well, uh, we. We are going to do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Whoa. Does we include me? <laughs> <laughs> And, and whoa, it usually does. Yeah. Well, whoa. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm taking you with me. Where are we going? What, uh, whoever. This, this sounds ominous. Well, whoever will pay us. How's that? Oh, I'll go with you anyway. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Are we ready? We're ready. We're ready. Okay. I kind of had to, usually I take the notes from the previous week and transfer stuff that we didn't get to cover to make sure I've still got it with me. Right. And then I copy the titles of the questions, like I've got Stump Walden, Brain Teaser, Uh Colonial Question. Uh I didn't have any of that, so I had to wing it in a couple of places, and I think I've got them all. So we've got Stump Walden, your radio question, Mm. Brain Teaser, Colonial question, presidential question, first lady quote or question, presidential quote, and your baseball question. You do have them all. Oh, right. Adorable. Oh, right. You know, my poor little brain I was saying, listen, you almost killed me the other day and you want me to work on top of it? You, you, okay. you, are, you are a keeper, if I haven't told you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Walden. Uh-huh. Uh, my first lady question, quote, comment, or whatever. You have what whatever. To yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. This is a first lady quotation. Mm-hmm. He runs the country and I turn the pork chops. Hillary Clinton? <laughs> oh, we're, we're on the first question and we're out of control already. This does not bode well. No, it, it is not Hillary. Well, she, she was one baking the cookies, wasn't she? Or was she not the pork shop? Yeah, she, she wasn't going to stay home and bake cookies. Mm. And uh, so many of our politicians, and I think this this one, this one is is correct, uh, or fits into the mold. Now, so many of our politicians are hung out to dry on common, maybe not socially adept at making the comments, but comments that they make in conversation, and it's accepted as the be-all, end-all, you know, that, that, that we're labeling people. And it, ha- it happens in every election. Well, uh, it happens uh, in every White House residency. It's not one person uh, or another person. It's everybody. Well, everybody an- gets... Uh, another class example I was just thinking when you uh, wanted to just elaborate is the first Bush, uh, mm-hmm. George H., he mm-hmm. was he was he was just totally awestruck when he was in a grocery line and seen these barcodes. Well, probably for years he probably wasn't doing his own shopping anyway. So <laughs> you don't do your own shopping when you're president or <laughs> Congress or, or the Senate. Or, right. or, or the CIA or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I you see, and if people get there used to be the thing that he was out of touch with the common man. Well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a, it, those and, things and do that's happen. A, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Perfect mm-hmm. example. Yeah. That somebody is pilloried for a single comment or something that 
just comes naturally in conversation. Oh, oh well. Anyway, no, we we can't fix that because it's not fixable. So we will go back to our first lady quotation. He runs the country and I turn the pork chops. Uh, I've forgotten her first name, but uh, about Eisenhower, Mrs. Eisenhower, Amy, Amy Eisenhower. Amy Eisenhower, it was. Oh, wow. And the actual quote is, Ike runs the country and I turn the pork chops. Now, isn't that interesting Very that nice. you managed to, boy, you are good. You are good. Okay, we you have one tra- you for have, one right you, now. You have trained me. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I don't think so. I think so. So what else? Okay, what what you want, what you want, what you uh, want? Do we have another first lady, whatever? I think no. we, I think we done all, all right. I'm at, I'm at Mr. President, whatever. Trivia question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> quote. Would you like the question or the quotation? The quotation. The quotation. The art of war is simple enough. Find out where your enemy is. Get at him as soon as you can. Strike him as hard as you can, and keep moving on. That you, sounds like a good yeah, formula. Yeah, it almost sounds like Ulysses Grant. <laughs> two for two. Oh, yes. right. Yes, I'm yes, he was a good strategist. So I'm cooking sure. the gas. Oh, yes, you are. Oh. My gosh, you've got the whole fuel industry in That's your true. veins tonight. That's true. Okay, what else? Okay, let's, let's, go, let's go three for three. Let's go with the presidential question. The presidential question. Which president lit the first national Christmas tree on the White House grounds? It would be Harding. Oh, oh no. You get two more, two more chances. Calvin Coolidge. Yes. Okay, what right, happened? My math was wrong. Can I we went to the White House and there's Roosevelt's night here. Can I played it here two nights ago and I remember it started in nineteen twenty two, but must have been twenty four whatever. So I'm I, going I to believe. have to start listening to the shows twenty four hours a day. Yes, cause, see we t- that's when we announced we we said we were safe when we announced that I talked to Jim Taylor and we were full of surprise on Patricia. We figured you have too you were big, too busy to hear the Friday night show. That's why we snuck it in. <laughs> And I didn't. I did not hear the Friday night show. Yeah, Do you right. know which one played? Of the awful show? Uh-huh. Uh, I have it on tape somewhere. Oh, you're talking your Friday yes, night show. Yes, I was okay. talking about our Friday okay. night show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Okay. Okay. What else? Calvin Coolidge. Oh, man. Three for three. Okay. What else? Well, about 2.75 in our three. Um... Well, you usually get three chances, so I'll okay. consider that a win. Okay. My baseball question. Which prevents you from counting backwards. That's true. <laughs> George Washington, Adams, Jefferson, yeah. da 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 My okay, baseball. Okay, what else? My baseball. Your, ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. I've got a couple of these. So let's say, which base is the most frequently stolen in any game? Second base? Steal a base, which is, huh? Second base? Four for four. All right. Why did you know that? Because you know everything. Well, because it's so logical. It's hard to steal first base. That's the only not done. So, And most guys go for second round and try to steal third. So I figured second was the most logical. And you, your logic is absolutely perfect. I don't, well, I, I guess when a ball gets loose, mm-hmm. you know, if the catcher misses it or drops right. it. Or, right, right. What what's the word the equivalent of fumble? 
Well, in the, baseball. Yeah, there's the, 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 the thing called path ball or wild pitch. Generally, a path ball is a thing when the catcher misses it. Okay. All right. Yep. What's well, a bobble? And it's strictly called a bobble. And then they get put in error if you can't get the guy out. Oh, but they call okay. it a bobble. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, boy, I'm going to get you on the next two in the next two weeks. Perfect. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Perfect. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, what? 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 My brain teaser. What's next? My brain teaser. Your brain teaser. Okay. You've, you've got to get this one. You must get this one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Your brain teaser. What is put on a table and cut, but it's never eaten? A deck of cards. Perfect. Five for five. All right. I had to think about or, that for a while. So. How many questions do you have? You still have your colonial question, and so you've got one, two, three, four, five. How many questions do I give you, you poor guy? <laughs> I, he gave me seven, so I got my colonial and my uh, stump Walden to and go, got, I think. And your stump Walden left to go. All right. Colonial, then. He's having a thousand here. Your colonial question. By 1770, how many people lived in the 13 colonies? And I will give it to you within 25,000. Oh, I got two numbers in my head. We could go with my first inclination. 300,000. Mm-hmm. 300, I'm giving you a 2,000 count margin, or a 200,000 count margin, or did I say 100,000? Uh, you said 25,000. <laughs> you get more generous at the hours go by, that's what it is. <laughs> I can't remember what I told you, <laughs> but it, no, <laughs> it was not 350,000. Uh, One million? Two million. Two million, Okay. Pretty, pretty. In 1770, I was amazed. They grew pretty fast. I didn't think we had that many people. And no. then again, George Washington had a million squillion people. True. That's true. Hmm. Oh, well. All right. So you are five for six. Not no. bad. Yeah, five for six. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Not Merry bad. Christmas, Patricia. Not bad. Okay. So we're left with your Stump Walden question. We right? are. Okay. And... I'm afraid when I look at this now, I'm I'm toast. Don Quinn was the writer for Fibber McGee and Molly, or a longtime writer. He eventually turned mm-hmm. it over. I guess it got turned over to Phil Leslie. Phil Leslie took over part time. Yes, right. Uh, or right. I mean, he was he was the single writer. Okay, so Quinn was the writer for Fibber McGee and Molly long term. What year did he begin, and what year did he leave? Well, and this is a, yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I, it, even I can look at this and say, I think I know the answer without even looking. Well, yes. uh, are we going to go back and start the days like Smack Out in 1931? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. No, I left Smack Out. This is strictly Fibber McGee and Mom. So, 35, mm-hmm. when the series started, and Phil Leslie came in on board in 43, Mm-hmm. And I know Quinn 
went to the Hall of Surviving Diffy. Um, let's just go with 19 Diffy. That's absolutely correct. 1935, he started in 1950. He moved on to Halls of Ivy. Boy, uh, I, I sure like to have his daughter on the show. Just to be fun to talk about the mechanics, you know, of yeah. his dad. Yes. Her dad yes. walking on the show. His his humor writing was spot on. Yeah. Just spot on. It was so good. And I have to say that Jim Jordan made a huge difference because I I think is there only that one script floating around? The one with the collar button? Uh well the other script in print. But the the print script. Yeah. yeah I, with I, Jim's comments yeah. on it. I, I think and he had an office. I think the rest of them are bottled up in, in Chicago, you know, in, in the in the broadcast museum, be, be my guess. Yes, yes, and they were in binders. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, Leon Jordan told us that yeah. when we talked with him, and yeah. also, um, is it Janice? Claire, Claire Schultz, uh, t- uh, told, uh, Janice Jordan told us that, yes, Janice. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Let me think. Um, Larry wants you to check with Claire Schultz on a great Gildersleeve question. Okay. Because uh, you, you seem to have the inside connection with Claire Schultz. So, <laughs> Except uh, the poor man hasn't heard from me in a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, well, I, I'm trying to remember the question. We had, to, we had a, a certain question, and I can't think of it right now. We last night, so maybe Larry will email. Go look it up, Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. What, what is it in, in relation to? It was a great ghostly question that Larry had that he thought made Claire could figure it out. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I can't, I'm drawing a blank. What, what was the, the question right at the moment? So... You never draw a blank. I know. Well, I've been doing. Let's see. How many? How many hours have I been doing this? Let's see. Four. You know, I've done ten hours today, so it's not too bad. I did nine. You did very well. No, I didn't. You did very. Do we count preparation time? Of course. Oh, good. Then I really did. You did a lot. You did a lot. Yeah. You are international. At least. You are international broadcasting superstar. You keep up your license. <laughs> yes, yes, I are. You are. Yes, I are. Okay, when you think of what Larry needs, let me know, well, and Larry, I will get in touch. Yeah, with Larry, you. Larry will probably think of it before I think of it. He'll email you the email, Coach Holtz, or yeah, whatever. Well, especially because it's his question. I bet he remembers it better than you. Probably so. That's my bet. That is probably true. Good bet. Good bet. Oh, good bet, Patricia. Okay, well, I am finished. All right, everybody. We know for sure Patricia will be on next Saturday for a while. And we, both of us want to wish our family a beautiful Merry Christmas today. I hope you're all with family or with somebody you love or something that you do that you love to be with. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> whatever. It, You're getting very good at that. I know. This, this, 
the California boy with Nebraska roots is picking up her. <laughs> Nebraska roots picking yeah. up Yankee yeah. stuff. Yankee oh, I was stuff. supposed to look up um, Pennsylvania. I have to look up Yankees, yeah. and I got sidetracked. Somebody yep. sent me on a different mission. Huh, I'll do that and let you know. Okay. Okay. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a peaceful day and a spirit-filled day. Absolutely. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Get some sleep. With that, everybody, we love you all very, very much. Here's Charlie Brown, everybody. Here on Yes!
Jaws Professional, Barbara Smith Cell, Alt Page Down, Menu, Alt Tab, Leaving Menu Bar, Skype Edit. Alt Page Down, Menu, Alt Tab, Leaving Menu Bar, Skype Edit, Alt Tab, Skype Trademark, Left Bracket, Third, Alt Page Down, Menu Bar, Windows M, Leaving Menu Bar. S. Context Men Escape, Leaving Menu, Alt Tab, Barbara Smith Cell, Bill Bragg, Bar M. Alt Tab, Skype Trademark, Alt Tab, Bill Bragg, Alt Tab, Barbara, Alt Tab, Registration. Windows M, Desktop, S, Folder View, List View, CKS, Sound, Enter. User Account, Alt Y, Sound, 